0: The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Right into this world, all alone, God takes your soul, you're on your own. The crow flies straight A perfect line On the devil's back Until you die
1: You sound very disappointed today. That was a very wow. nonchalant, hey yo, hello.
0: I, I think of it more like an, an enthusiastic hey yo. Because, well, we'll get into it shortly, no date but I had to watch one of the worst things I've ever seen.
1: I don't think it is the worst. Do you not, mate? No. Well, well, you're jumping way ahead in the schedule. <laughs> Cool. We have a format here on Chain Wrestling. Stick to the script, sir, Stick to yeah. the script. Yeah, okay.
0: So try and try, 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 try fake enthusiasm then, considering how you fight that works. <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yes, we will get into that
1: shortly. But
0: I think you're right, though, Magsy. Potential to break some records.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I did warn the people that this would be a record breaker yes indeed indeed so let's get
0: on with it then shall we afternoon good evening good morning this is chain wrestling live with mags and sai wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from a sjp world media production i am sai the slightly glum depressed less enthusiastic this monday sai and with me as always is the tony atlas to my level of sadness after having to watch that shit (laughs)
1: you're giving the game spoiler alert you're giving the game away way too early
0: the bear hug to my casual shrug which I think were the two most dominant moves in that match a podcaster who should never be trusted with options for the poll ever 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 again the podfather himself Lord Mags, holiday making Lord Mags. the last time I heard how are you doing sir
1: I'm doing okay uh yeah I took a day out of my holiday to make sure we had content for our CWF, so here I am.
0: Okay. <laughs> Is that not true then? Has something happened? How's your holiday been?
1: Okay, so my holiday's been equally relaxing and traumatic. Right. Now, the relaxing bit, I'm sure you're not that interested, it's, it's the, the, the trauma the trauma that you you want to hear, don't you? Well, no. Let's hear the, let's hear both sides, mate. Pros and cons, innit? it? Let's hear the, you know plus points and bar points. Okay. So plus points, uh, we've um, spent a lot of time like, on the beach, um, just just taking in the sea. I mean, it's not the warmest of towns, but it's good for a, um, a nice walk and just kind of clear your mind and breathing that sea air. Just having a nice relaxing time. Okay. And then. Is the the third degree burns that come along with that third degree burns, third degree burns. So, let me paint you a tale. So, me, the wife, and uh, the 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 family, the grandkids, went for a walk on the beach. Really enjoyed it. Thought we'd stop off and get an ass warm coffee. Now I know you're not a big fan of coffee, but when it's a a brisk a brisk day on the on the beach, A a coffee works wonders to warm you up. So we get us us coffees, and I went to pick my coffee up. Mm -hmm. And do you know those, like, plastic lids you get on on the paper cups? Yeah. Well, that wasn't properly attached. So I grabbed it by the lid. The cup kind of came loose. So I, I squeezed harder to try and maybe grab the cup. But the, the cup was made of paper, clearly, but it was as thin as newspaper. So the cup crushed, right. spilling spilling the hot coffee. And when I say hot, I mean lava hot, like coffee that you get from a car boot where it's literally just boiling water and and nothing else. Spilled all over <laughs> my left leg. All of a big pile of it, and I'm there grimacing in pain because did you this, scream. No, no, I'm I i, I manned it out. I, I didn't let on of mm. the amount of damage it did. So, everyone's like, Oh, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it's just a bit of hot water. Like, oh. <laughs> so, we carried on with the rest of our um, after, uh, morning. Went back to the car and each step I was in absolute agony because the my leg was cooking in this in this hot oil brew. Gets back to uh, to where we were staying. Um everything's fine. There's a blister there. Um for oh well it'll go in a couple of days. So then uh, one of the granddaughters uh was um was playing in, in in the in the caravan and she elbowed a cup of coffee out of my hand which scolded me on the the right leg so (laughs) dear 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 in one afternoon well in one (laughs) say five hour period I got scolded with a hot coffee on my left leg and then scolded on my right leg with a hot coffee two totally unrelated incidents with the same injuries yeah so traumatic Oh
0: dear me! So is it like really bad then? Is it, you like just completely
1: the le- the left one has got massive blisters. Yeah, I've popped them, but uh, the right one's not not that bad because obviously a kettle doesn't boil it as much as the the power of the, of the Earth's magma that you get on <laughs> on the on a, in a coffee shop. So, but yeah, I am scarred for laugh due to. Two brews being poured down my legs in separate incidents. Oh,
0: dear me, magazine, Dear me. So what day was that then? How long ago was that?
1: That was yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, so yes.
0: how long have you been away?
1: Two. Oh, well, we went Friday. So that's it was the third day.
0: The third day. Oh, bloody
1: hell. So oh, I needed to come calamity. back for some R&R. I needed some R&R. For, you and needed to rest from, from your holiday. and when i needed some (laughs) love from the cwf obviously never drinking coffee again oh and i should have now at the sight of coffee that watch
0: Ah, ah, (laughs) oh Oh, dear mate that is that is terrible i mean i'm not being funny as a grown man you should know first of all to not pick it up by the lid that's stuff i you know my kids know fuck you (laughs) (laughs) only I mean, the second one okay bit of an accident i suppose in a way it's good though because it went on the other leg and not the already burnt bit or was it better to have both burns on one leg
1: it would be better to have zero but i've never suffered two scolding burns in the same day from separate incidents it's just very weird and do you know what really helps when everybody laughs at the second one because they were all there <laughs> and witnessing the first one. That was brilliant. Like, no sympathy whatsoever. Just absolutely laughing at me. So, yeah, fun times all around. Yeah. But
0: you you, know, you go back all day again, don't you? Is it tonight or tomorrow or whatever? You've got an opportunity as to soon bring... as I
1: finished, finished recording.
0: So you've got an opportunity then to go and burn both your arms, are not you?
1: I've, I felt like burning the grandkid after she took the <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> naughty. Naughty
1: whoa okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> that went dark they did that turned very quickly see that's why i don't drink coffee mate. it's dangerous stuff
1: isn't it mm. it is you know? now Most of tea, it's on the go hit go on, list
0: right? can't go well wrong that's
1: why that's why i'm drinking tea now
0: is it genuinely leukewarm. i've been put off have
1: you lukewarm yeah,
0: tea <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we check in with the chat then Magzi, and see who has joined us this early monday evening this week
1: yeah, and firstly, thank you all for joining us. I mean, I know it's a a change of schedule, uh, but next week we'll be we'll, we'll be back to normal. But yeah, we've still got a, a packed house uh, sharing in the chat. It's Monday, you know what that means. Oh, young yes. Charlie. Uh, hello, hello, Charlie. How are you? Foul original in the building. Um, saying Chris Akabusa for some weird reason. Um, oh, I'm sure he'll explain. Uh, but if you have um, time after this video, go and check out Fowl's uh, uh, documentary series on Aces and Eights from Impact. He's finally got around to finishing the documentary that he started, what, a year ago. But it's a brilliant watch. Uh, I, I love Aces and Eights. Mm-hmm. I love Aces re- and Eights. Re- re- Fowl does a brilliant job of breaking it all down. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out facebook user i love you too well do you know what we even though we don't know who you are as long as you're not um uh a nonce, we love you as well
0: well if they are announced, we're okay i think i think we're a bit past the, the catchment area for that aren't we? <laughs> i mean we could be <laughs> uh
1: dang griffin it's so weird to see you on my screen uh with the sun still up i know it feels weird to, to me I, I, I was almost lost when it got to like half past six because normally i'd have a couple more hours but yeah, getting prepped for a seven o'clock start, but anyway, we move. Uh, Scottish Danny, hello, sir. Evening CWF. Uh Connor um from Connor North Soccer. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you as well, sir. Uh <laughs> you know, mags regards the waste of coffee as the biggest tragedy. It was uh, obviously. I I drunk the the other half of the, the spilt coffee because I'd paid for it. Well that three quid. Uh, three me. quid. Three quid. Yeah. Sharon says, "I hope you use that screaming everything, no, sir."
0: Oh, well, I'll you edit this tomorrow to come out in the audio version. I'm sampling that, and I'm using it all over the place.
1: <laughs> uh, Charlie says, "Sorry if you can hear someone sneezing at any point." Uh, has Charlie still got, has she got the rawner?
0: No, she hasn't, but she's been quite poorly, quite snotty, grotty, sneezing and so on. But yeah, she's still testing negative. But yeah, Charlie takes after me that when something makes her sneeze, she doesn't stop and you just get 10 sneezes in a row. So yeah, she's been struggling with that a little bit today, mate.
1: Dan says, uh, humor is dark as the coffee that scolded him. (laughs) And it it wasn't even a nice cup of coffee as well. It wasn't like full of robust flavor. It was just like dishwater coffee, fuming. Um, Charlie asked today if she could take a cup of tea to a school. Uh, she's a father's daughter. What she needs is a flask of tea. A whole, to last for the whole day. Mm-hmm. There you uh, Foul says his Chris Akabusi was a, a, a record breaker's joke. Jesus Christ, was he, was that not Roy Castle? I Cash. thought it was
0: Roy Castle. Yeah. I mean, he's saying out of date, but I think we're going even further back than him, aren't we, with Roy Castle? The
1: only thing I remember about, um... Chris Akabusi, is he not the guy who used to go a wooger all the time?
0: That's John Fashion, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck Jesus, craft. That's me He'd... well out of the loop. Jeez. Yeah, he was. He used to shake that on gladiators, didn't he? The pillock. <laughs> yeah, that's him, yeah. So that's not Chris Akabusi? No. Okay. I, mean, I don't know, Chris Akabusi used to make a funny noise. Was it his laugh that was funny? Or there was something about him that was... You know, audio-wise was a bit off. I don't know what it was. But it there was
1: something of... about Chris Ackerman that was off. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um uh, it, Dan says Aces and Eights were fucking great. Well, then check out Foul Originals series on, on Aces and Eight. Get it done. Not now. Do it in, like...
0: Yeah, do it in a bit.
1: A couple of hours, yeah. yeah. Charlie, I've just had a sneezing fit right before you started. And oh, then, dear. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Peters says, looking forward to the Cowboys later. Uh, got my hoodie on ready.
0: I think that might actually be Sharon responding to Tyler's because Facebook user who says, I love you too. Sharon messaged because she's in the Facebook chat for us, uh, and she said that Tyler Peters is Facebook user. That might okay. be Sharon responding because she's got her hoodie ready for the Cowboys game later on. So, yeah, my wife is NFL and Dallas Cowboys obsessed, Max.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: They're America's team. Are they really? i think that's what the nickname is is it okay i'll tell you where for it i'll tell you where for it (laughs) ah so then after your tales of burning your non-existent legs shall we uh look at something else slightly depressing and off-putting and people that people don't really want to revisit i guess when we chuck a couple of things away the chain wrestling hall of late the Right then, Magsy, what you got for us, mate?
1: Well, last week I think I went uh, maybe a bit too in depth with the with the kind of script I read out about Cactus Jack being lost in Cleveland. So I thought I would um, I would rein it in a bit this week. Okay. So this week this week's is only uh, one thousand four hundred words, as compared to the one thousand three hundred words of the Cactus Jack one nice okay so try to trim it down i can see that yeah so i want (laughs) to (laughs) talk i want to talk about the time that the hulk hogan started wearing black right okay and i'm i'm not referring at all to when he was the third man oh no no because everybody loves then nwo at the beginning Mm -hmm. because they were new and they were fresh i'm talking about the 1995 Black Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Fall Brawl, um, Hogan, Luger and Sting. Uh, Hogan, Luger, Sting and I think Macho Man, uh, they uh, defeated the Dungeon of Doom who were on this, uh, this crusade to end, end Hulkamania um and with winning that match that that gave Hogan the chance of five minutes alone with with um Kevin Sullivan but before Hogan had the chance to uh to beat Sullivan up the giant comes out and he snaps Hulk Hogan's neck cut to a couple of weeks later and we see Hogan wearing a neck brace and he challenges uh um, the giant to the infamous sumo monster truck match at Halloween and it? It says if he can beat Hogan um, if he can survive uh, that match he can get a title shot against Hulk Hogan obviously we know uh, what happens in, in that match but uh, Hogan says in, in that pre uh that once he lays the giant down next to his dad Andre uh, the dark um, cloud yeah. over Hogan's head is going to pass uh, and as he's saying this, he removes uh, a black cross and chain from around his neck, uh, which is kind of like his usual gold one, but well, obviously black because he's uh, got this dark cloud. So then we cut to the next week on Nitro, and Hogan uh, is in the ring with Mean Gene, uh, still wearing said um, neck brace, because obviously his neck's been snapped by the gym. And he talks about a little Hulkamaniac that he spent some time with That needs a lung transplant. And this kid said to Hogan, "There is nothing I want more than for you to beat the giant." So Hogan said, "I'm not going to wait till Halloween, Havoc. He's going to find the giant right now." Hogan leaves the ring, starts half-having the fans on his way out when he is attacked by an old, an old granny. But this is no wink, wink, stunt granny. A this gr- granny <laughs> <laughs> this uh, granny throws talking in Hogan's face and beats him up with the walking stick and then we see uh, the giant and Zodiac make their way to the ring um, and the, the old lady reveals herself to be Kevin Sullivan and just like what happened at Fall Brawl the giant snaps Hulk Hogan's neck again um, and then we get the most heinous thing that's ever happened in wrestling kevin sullivan shaves off hulk hogan's mustache oh my god (laughs) horrific horrific so the next week on nitro we've got a totally different hulk hogan instead of red and yellow say your prayers eat your vitamins he's all in black with a brand new black neck brace Hogan uh, explains that he's wearing black now because he he understands the rule of the game and is here to take care of business. So, if you know the rules of the game and you're taking care of business, you have to wear black. It's the rules, apparently. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, that makes perfect
1: sense, yeah. So, Hogan then says uh, he beat Andre, the giant in the Silver Dome, and he plans to do the same to his son at Halloween Havoc. And then... Um, he says that uh, Kevin Sullivan is burning down the forest, but the whole, but the Hulk is the seed. Uh, and he says that, uh, the shaving off of his mustache is comparable to graffiti on the Washington monument or to burning <laughs> the stars and straps. I mean, that's how oh. bad of um, a move Kevin Sullivan made with this, with this mustache shave. Um, uh, so the the Dungeon Doom rock up with their monster trucks, all are laughing at Hogan, and Hogan disappears off to 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 try and find him. So for the next couple of times we see Hogan is in pre-tapes. Um, he says on one Saturday night promo that Kevin Sullivan is correct about Hogan being evil, but he's only using that evil dark side to protect the training, the prayers, and the vitamins. He also says that this dark side of Hogan has been in Harding, but it's come out to play the Dungeon of Dunes game. And if he doesn't do this, the training, the prayers, and the vitamins will all be left in the hands of the giant. Um, He also calls the the Hulkamaniacs uh, the manioids for some reason that week. I have absolutely no idea why. He calls his commandments, now the demandments, um, and he and he commits to uh, making, um, to burying the giant like he did to his dad at WrestleMania 3. Oh, but we've also, when Hogan's trans- uh, transformed his appearance in black, his bootlicker, uh, Jimmy Hart has also transformed his appearance. He's in all black as well. And he says to Hogan that he's making him nervous. And H- Hogan says, don't be afraid of dark side Hogan. Um, fear not, little Jimmy. This needs to be done, which
0: so, obviously puts everyone's mind at rest.
1: Yeah, yeah, clear. Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, it, yeah. it's yeah. a few moment. Oh, okay, thanks, so, Terry. <laughs> so, on the next episode of Saturday Night, we see the Master and the Taskmaster, and they um, they tell Hogan that they've been to the Himalayas and they found the Yeti who is obviously a Hall of Lame alumni already. Yeah. This, this whole little few weeks have produced so much Hall of Lame gold. Just so much of it in there. So we get another uh, Hogan pre uh, where he says that all the gyms in Venice Beach and Tampa have closed because they think that Hogan uh, and his dark side is going to come in and break their equipment Uh But he promises on Nitro he'll be there uh, with a Sabras for Sullivan, the big stinky giant. Um, And he also says he'll be the most evil person in the building. And after disposing of the giant, he will get rid of his black gloves, his black bandana, and his whole dark side. So we get to that Nitro, and Hogan is certainly a man of his word. He does, does appear on Nitro but he's still got the neck brace, the black neck brace, uh, all the black get-up. And he then references double murderer OJ Simpson mm. by saying, everyone remembers what a man with black gloves and a black rag on his head is capable of. Brilliant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hogan then threatens that he won't be a man of his word (laughs) and says he may keep the dark side going after beating the giant at the pay-per-view. So in less than a week, he's already turned on on what he said. I mean, that's not like Hogan at
0: all. It's shocking, really, considering how much, you know, everything Hogan says is just, you know, full of pure honesty.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Hogan then shits on Sting because Sting has started wearing red and yellow and grown a Hulk Hogan style moustache. Uh, he says that sting macho and Luger who were his teammates at fall brawl are nothing but little puppies who were all lining up for a shot at Hogan. So basically burying them and cutting all, all ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dark side, uh, Hogan is as much of a line prick as pretty much every other version of Hogan. <laughs> because at the end of that very same show, he comes out to help Savage against the dungeon of doom. Um, magically with no net brace because obviously he's he doesn't need it anymore uh he's got he better
0: get, in the last 35 minutes
1: well it, 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 he's going to end with uh, having a bad day though because he gets overpowered by the giant and the dungeon of doom and this is when um this is when the yeti breaks out of his ass block uh but we've covered that well it's not tread over old ground so we're up now at halloween havoc uh um I'm, I'm not gonna go into loads of detail on the sumo truck match because I'm sure that's gonna go into the hall of, of lame all on its very own. But there is one kind of important thing that not a lot of people touch upon is that when uh the giant does fall from the building, Hogan actually does show a little bit of remorse. He's, he he tries to save the, the giant and then shouts for help once he's uh once the accident has happened. That remorse really-
0: on that occasion, sorry, Max, on that occasion, it, it's it's sold on commentary like they've killed him. Yeah, we, went, we ran through this whole lot not too long ago for Nitro Knights, and the most ridiculous part of that show was them making out the Giant was actually dead.
1: Mm-hmm. But then when we get to the to the to when the main event was meant to happen, Hogan's not got any remorse anymore. He says there's been a terrible accident, meaning the match won't happen. But then when the giant appears, Hogan is actually very, very shell-shocked. Off comes his bandana. Uh, and he's got the Taskmaster's painted forehead eyebrows for some for reasons. Reasons yeah. why he's got that. And then Jimmy Hart, the little prick, turns heel on Hogan. He ends up losing, losing the title, and he gets a good old Hug fucking by the Yeti. <laughs> this is not the end, though, of Dark Hogan. This carries on for a while, yeah. Um, because he failed to beat the giant, this dark version of Hogan sticks around. Uh, but he's now he's now teamed up with someone who he shat on earlier in the in the uh, the storyline. Macho Man, Macho Man's now on the dark side, and they do a promo sat on a beach. Uh, sat on a bench, sorry, at Venice Beach, with a, a drunken old guy in the middle of them, uh, who literally just repeats everything that Hogan says. But basically, the 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 long and short of this this promo is that uh, Hogan is glad that Savage has joined him on the dark side, but he still doesn't know he, who he can trust. So Savage is going to return to the light side, find out who are friends of the dark side, Hogan, and bring them to the dark side. Meanwhile, back in the real world, <laughs> the giant is stripped of the towel, um, and the winner of the World War of World War Three will be crowned the new champion. And then it starts to get a little bit more weirder because on the next episode of Nitro, um, Hogan has clearly been taking LSD because he's now in a graveyard wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask and a black hooded robe, swinging a massive sword. Uh, He starts waffling on uh, about um, his typical Hogan bollocks, saying that everything that uh, that, uh, breathes is afraid of his three demandments and that Savage is going to deliver Meng's head on a silver platter. Um, He questions whether he can trust Sting, and he promises to look Sting somewhere in the air. Not look Sting in the (laughs) air, but somewhere (laughs) in the air. And and he'll see where Sting's coming from. And then he ends with his typical, what you're going to do. But this time it's what you're going to do when the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan take the darkness of the doom and turn it to destroy you. Dear me, Macho does beat Meng that day, but there is no beating. So that's a, a little bit of a letdown. Well, it is. Um, it is.
0: That could have been on pay per view.
1: Could have. <laughs> next, the next natural we see Hogan and Sting finally meeting up. Um, Sting has come out in full yellow and red, sporting the the Hogan mustache properly, just taking the piss. Out of Sting. Out of Hogan. Uh, Macho and Hogan try and blindside sting, uh Sting, so Phantom of the Opera Hogan can get his cheap shot, shot in, but that doesn't work. Hogan uh, is just about to tap uh, to the Scorpion Deathlock uh, when the Dungeon of Doom hit, uh, hit the ring and then attack. So Sting, Hogan and Savage clear the ring, um, which proves to Hogan that Sting is on his side and he can trust him. So... Hi. <laughs> At World War III, Hogan's Hogan thing Stinger being interviewed by uh, by Mean Gene, and Hogan still dressed in black. He thanks the Hulkamaniacs for sticking with him during this walk on the dark side. But he didn't take that final step on the dark side, and he rips off his black T-shirt to reveal his he's got the yellow and red underneath, back to being classic Hogan. He now knows who his friends are, and he will never question or attack sting again and he also promises that he will not be turning evil anytime soon eight months later he turns evil when he joins the nwo (laughs) and then attacks and questions sting on a weekly basis Uh. so bullshit hogan is a bullshitter and in this this week's hall of lame is the dark side hulk hogan
0: it honestly it was oh. a little while back now, it was quite early on in the days of Nitro Nights with, with Scottish Danny and I, but we had to watch the weekly television or for the, for the sake of the podcast. And I mean, Magazine, you've done a brilliant job there describing how freaking terrible this is. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was awful. The whole, the, the one with the mask and the sword and, oh it's just it's rough it was it's really stupid.
1: rough. it's properly properly stupid mm. it's
0: just i mean that moment as well when they're sat down with the guy on the beach and <laughs>
1: uh, he looks genuinely like a hobo like an actual drunk hobo
0: yeah it's just oh i mean cocaine is one hell of a drug that's all i can say you know it, fair play to them they must be doing an absolute shed ton of fucking snow do you know what i mean they must be doing an absolute shed oh dear it's not a good time but if you want to hear more about that <laughs> you can on nitro nights i don't see why anyone would bloody want to but you can <laughs> do you know what's really funny as well Magsy? and we've got a comment in the chat there actually from a uh, scottish danny saying still better than uncensored 1996 which we just recorded for night pro nights it's really funny that you're talking about 1995 wcw and scottish danny is mentioning uncensored 96 there because for the i think for the first time i'm going to take a leaf out of your book with regards to x hall of Lame inductees and i'm going to actually put an event in and my event is uncensored
1: 1995 do you know what you are you are the laziest hall of layman why is that why is that because you're taking shit that you've watched to for your other podcast and just like strong no 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 hang on on. on. we didn't
0: watch uncensored (laughs) 95 nitro nights started after uncensored 95 so we've not we've not watched it for that show so but it says
1: uncensored 1996
0: Yeah, Uncensored 96, we've covered now. I'm putting 95 in the Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. Nitro Nitro Nights started with the first episode of Nitro, which was several months after Uncensored 95. Now, Hogan was, as you explained in 95, very much in control of a lot of things that was going on in WCW, whether officially or not. And Uncensored 95 is the perfect advert for that. I'll run through the card very quickly for you, and you can just see how many ludicrous matches... And how terrible they must sound, or on this on this show, and also how many ex WWE cast offs. Now bear in mind, this is ninety five. This is not nineteen eighty nine. So you're not getting Jim Duggan of 1989. nineteen eighty nine. You're getting a nineteen ninety five version of Jim, Jim Duggan. We have the King of the Road match to open the show between oh. the Blacktop Brittany, and Dustin Rhodes. That cost on more for them their jobs. <laughs> yeah, they both got fired afterwards, and there's just brilliant moments like. Uh, we're coming up to a stop sign now, Tony Schiavone says on commentary. We may have to slow down and stop because apparently a church bus is passing in the other direction. So really, you know, high stakes excitement there. Uh, Meng, obviously formerly known as Haku in late 80s WWF and again later on, he defeated Jim Duggan in a martial arts match. Can you imagine Jim Duggan doing martial arts? <sighs> Wow. <laughs> uh, that wasn't enough though a martial arts match why not have a little bit more of silliness we had a boxing match magazine and we had uh, johnny b bad <laughs> don't start laughing now i gotta try and get through the rest of the card we, <laughs> we had johnny b bad defeating art anderson in a boxing match even even the, the glorious fantastic wonderfully awesome art anderson couldn't save this show Uh, Randy Savage was on the event, which is normally a good thing. Sadly, he was wrestling Avalanche who was earthquake and then went on to be shark. So that was pretty terrible. Uh, the big boss man was on the show, but as big Bubba Rogers, But this is 1995 Big Boss Man. This isn't 1989 Big Boss Man or even late 90s Boss Man in the WWF. This is Big Bubba Rogers, incredibly unfit, incredibly out of shape. And he somehow went to defeat Sting here. (laughs) That's disgusting. What a disgusting result that is. Absolutely shocking decision. Uh, We had the Nasty Boys in 1995, by the way. The Nasty Boys. And they defeated Harlem Heat in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And like I said, I have seen this pay-per-view. That may sound intriguing. Trust me, it is not. And in the main event, we had Hulk Hogan defeating Vader in a leather strap match. Now, let me just break down this main event for you, okay? Hogan, there's no rules. It's uncensored. There's no rules, okay? Ric Flair is at the event as well. Ric Flair has... Uh, sided with Vader against Hogan here. They're teasing a two-on-one. Hogan is stressing about getting the strap put on his his arm because apparently, even though there's no rules, he still has to do that. Eventually, he does win the match, but he wins the match by not dragging his opponent, Vader, around the ring. He ties the strap to Flair and then goes around touching all four corners to win the match, even though Vader is his opponent, and Flair's not supposedly in the contest. We then get the biggest issue of all in the weeks building up to this event. Hulk Hogan has been promising the ultimate surprise and very much leaning towards a certain Jim Halwig appearing in WCW. The ultimate surprise, however, happens to be the renegade. He made the save. And whereas people were parting with their money to see a strap match between Vader and Hogan, which then turned into an absolute nonsense. And then the debut of the ultimate warrior, we got the renegade and Hogan beating up flair for a little bit and Jim Duggan doing martial arts. So yeah, my, uh, my entrance into the hall of lame this week. And I mean, obviously if you're some kind of sadist, go check it out, but you don't really need to. It is terrible. Is WCW uncensored 1995.
1: Horrific. Absolutely horrific. I mean, the best, of that, that whole card wasn't even, even televised. Steve Austin was on uh, a dark match. Alex Wright was on a dark match. Yeah. And they went with those horrific abominations of matches. Jesus Christ.
0: Absolute shambles, mate. Just the idea of, I mean, I love Jim Duggan, but just the idea of Jim Duggan doing martial arts tickles me. And when you watch it, he doesn't actually do any martial arts. It's just, it's just bad. It's so, so bad. Yeah, but there we go. Those are our inductees to the Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame this week: uh, the Black Side of Hulk Hogan, and all that nonsense and uncensored 1995. Magsy, both equally shite. Yes,
1: yeah, so horrifically shite, horrifically shite.
0: Shall we scour the chat and see what people are saying, my friend, before we dive into this week's non wrestling topic?
1: Well, the Scottish Dan is starting it off. Uh, clearly didn't know what was going in this week's Hall of Lame seen the prestigious <laughs> Hall of Lame. Brilliant. Um, Sharon saying that she's got to go make Bubba uh, some eggy bread, so she may not reply. I'm, I'm hoping oh. she means uh, Charlie and not Big Bubba Rogers because he looked like he had enough eggy oh, bread. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? She was making <laughs> Bella Rogers eggy bread. That would be a bit strange. But also, that's what I can smell. So that's what's making me really, really hungry.
1: <laughs> Sharon, he would sound Stop. like an order
0: of, of eggy bread, please. No, I can't eat whilst on podcasting. It's disgusting enough that my family have to see this. I don't want anyone else
1: to <laughs> Connor says uh arguing the whole storyline. For his entrance, uh, entrant last week. That's why I, I kind of condensed it this week for you. I could have gone into way more detail. It is horrifically bad, but I want to tease you so you get the displeasure of going back and watching it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Dan Griffin, Tashless Hogan. He mm. looked like a big, bold baby with no tash. It looks incredibly weird. Apparently, There's a little
0: was- moment. Sorry, Maggie. There's a little moment when he when Sullivan's actually shaving his tash off that he kind of leaves him with a little bit of a blonde hit. <laughs> I
1: out. was so hoping for that. <laughs> Watching it, I was because he starts at one side and then he goes on to the other side, and I'm like, yeah. leave it as the Hitler, just leave yeah. it. But they don't. um Well, apparently, because he was it was 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 he filming a movie or a, a TV program?
0: Yeah, '95. That would have been possibly Mister Nanny. So, oh, Under a yeah, Paradise, Nanny. he was doing as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, Connor says, if we want to continue our streak of terrible wrestling, as Paul options, the Monster Truck Sumo match should be an option. <laughs> yeah, that could well be. And oh, dear. Dan Griffin saying, the kid who needed a lung transplant uh, is priority. Before. And what do you mean? If I was dying of lung-related issues, surely I'd want my wrestling hero to defeat their nemesis. That would cure me, clearly. So, I think his priorities are spot on. And Scottish Danny okay. said, God, that match was, this was so bad to watch. I am glad I didn't have to um, <laughs> enjoyment of that for a podcast. Jesus Christ. But you suffered yourself, Maxie. You suffered
0: yourself on the other side of the coin when uh, A change in Attitude was was still rocking and rolling. You watched a lot of shit for that show. So yeah, you've had your suffering, my friend. T.L. Hopper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got the, the class of T.L. Hopper and, and wiping his arse crack with a cloth. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, a detached to Hogan did look like a roided-up crackhead. He taught that one as well. Um, Scotty, Daddy, what were they thinking exactly? Uh, Dan Griffin, I hear suffering from Hulkamanias makes it painful to sit down. You need one of those rubber rings so you can shift the, shift the weight a few times. Um, <laughs> sounds like a rat kerfuffle and foul original with a Little Britain reference here. Not in the eyes, not uh, uh, under right. around the eyes.
0: I'm going to look see some somewhere in the eyes. Not in the eyes, not around you.
1: Somewhere <laughs> in the eyes. are in the mud at World War III uh, by Scottish Dan Ed. The best version of, of Hogan is his 2000 Terrible belay face. Is that when his penis is not as... Hulk Hogan's penis is 12 inches. Terrible Lear has got a four-inch tiddler
0: <laughs> oh i love that it's it's, it's just gone our past seven at night my kids are watching and we're talking about hulk hogan's dick this is brilliant
1: oh you're gonna be as rude as you like with me <laughs> I, I never <laughs> said that i said penis and tiddler you went went disgusting yeah, because my teenage kids can't connect those dots,
0: you mastermind. Fucking hell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dan Griffin saying former Golden Gloves champion, Johnny B. Bad. Uh-huh. And he, he, he won, which was fair. Yeah. He beat Arn Anderson, although Arn did have a Glock, so he could have gone pat-pat and uh, shot him down, but he didn't. And <laughs> just as we get horrific and graphic, up rocks, Liv. Hello, Liv. How are you? Hi, Liv. Connor says, sir, please tell me you didn't spend good money on, on this shit back in 1995. I did not Connor. No, I did not. And Benny, Matt, I know karate. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, karate,
1: <dear>. karate, karate, <laughs> karate.
0: <laughs> we haven't watched enough Jim Duggan on this show. You know, we watch some more Jim Duggan.
1: He, he floats in that, that, very tiny pool of not being absolutely horrific, but not being good enough to think this was a classic match. He's just, he's just there. Jim Duggan in mid safe was really good. Territory days, Jim Duggan was really good. Okay. I didn't watch. So I don't know. And I don't believe you. I've seen his WDF (laughs) work. It is basic as best. (laughs) I wonder if I can somehow link to a Jim Duggan match this week. Or the the or, or, best or, or. thing, or the the most interesting thing I've seen in a in a uh, Jim Duggan match is when he pinned somebody and their breath stank that he had to stop pinning him. He had to <laughs> break break his own pin of <laughs> two because he couldn't he couldn't stand the smell of the breath. Oh my god!
0: Oh, that's fantastic! Dear me, dear me!
1: Ah. Uh, <laughs> magsy i got back on holiday in in like an hour and a half so fuck you
0: (laughs) shall we get to our non-wrestling topic my friend yes we shall
1: nwt time oh
0: no wrestling talk here it's the non-wrestling
1: topic. Lovely, nice, lovely, nice. Oh, lovely, lovely. That
0: bout is filthy, isn't it? Fair play.
1: Classy as always. <laughs> <one is.
0: laughs> this week's non-wrestling topic is—it kind of stemmed a little bit from. Uh, a conversation i was having on a different show with regards to the ending of a season you use a different show for material for your for your flagship no
1: no 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 no, no hang on, hang on,
0: hang on, hang on. not
1: material inspiration <laughs> my friend inspiration <laughs> 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 this podcast is getting to getting to be like a film that says based on on true events where basically it's what you've done previously is brought up on, <laughs> on a Monday <laughs>
0: well we're basically tomorrow or in a couple of hours time tuesday morning mid midnight tuesday or is it midnight monday or midnight tuesday how does that
1: work it's midnight on the end of the day so once it gets to twelve one, yeah that's a.m that's th- that's the tuesday
0: morning. then okay yeah so midnight monday then is when the last episode of season two of the doctor who pod drops and you know it's it's, it's it's bittersweet because it's nice we've got the whole season done and there's so much you know great fun we've had but it's also you know the end of the season and and so on and i kind of got me thinking about tv shows and movies and the endings of stuff um and quantum leap has just restarted and obviously everyone's aware a bigger quantum leap fan i am with the ending of the original series you know and me and me and my wife sharon we had various conversations about tv shows that we thought ended well and didn't and and that kind of what is what inspired this week's non-wrestling topic so we are looking at uh the the greatest and worst endings to tv and movies in well in in history i guess in in entertainment i guess and we had quite a lot come in Magsy, didn't we we did no that's, that's Dan Griffin lot. in the chat. Chain wrestling is not size after fort. Trust oh, me.
1: I, I meant to put that, that comment on. He said,
0: <laughs> penis is a side on with the show. Dan says, yeah, again, that's another Dr. Who pod reference. I don't know how we get from talking about a 900 year old alien, uh, in a, in a time traveling box to win his, but it does happen. Amazing. <laughs> <must. laughs>
1: that's the, that's the joy of chain wrestling
0: people. It does. It does. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be obviously plenty here where I'm going to respond with, I've not seen that. But
1: would anyone Mm -hmm. else expect anything different? No, I don't know why you put TV and movies (laughs) on this topic because you've not seen any of the TV or the movies.
0: This is true, but there is some I have seen. There is some I have seen. Uh, we will start with. Uh, well, we'll go through the order in which they came into us, which mm-hmm. obviously is what we okay. always do to Magsy's disappointment. And I have at James underscore here on Twitter. Uh, he responded first, and he says the worst TV ending is the Game of Thrones. Now, Magsy, it will surprise you to
1: know I have not seen this. I, I, I'm shocked. I thought you would have been a, a <laughs> throner. Uh, yeah, um, I got into this show very, very late. I think it was just as the... Maybe a few weeks before the last season was dropping that I... That me and the wife kind of binged and, and caught up. The, I think there was eight seasons altogether. But the well, very quickly,
0: magsy before you continue, I do apologise. I suppose we should shout out. Spoiler alert! We're going to talk about the end of films and the end of TV shows here. So when we mention certain shows, we're going to discuss the ending. So spoilers to everybody out there. Sorry, Maxie. Please carry on.
1: I mean, you threw me with that. Um, but uh, so yeah, I think the the last season it, it just felt very uh, uh, very rushed, as if they wanted to get to the the end point. They built like seven years of intricate storylines and then just wanted it all wrapped up nice and neatly at at the end. But we get um, a, a character that has been essentially disabled since the first episode as the new uh king sat on the 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 throne yeah it's a ridiculous a ridiculous ending when it was all built to uh uh for uh john snow and uh daenerys to to take over and then we end up with bran as as the king Mm. so yeah bad ending And again,
0: spoiler alerts, I won't watch that now. Um, (laughs) uh, We have Morty here, at MortyJR5 on Twitter. He says, worst, Dexter, because many would argue they managed to do that twice. Now, I've seen Dexter. Mm -hmm. I watched it with a wife. But the last couple of episodes, Sharon has seen. I have not.
1: I have not seen any Dexter. The only thing I know of Dexter is the 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 meme that went around of the guy going, surprise, motherfucker. I've not seen that either.
0: i have to look like that. Up. Oh, well, hmm. brilliant.
1: I've better spoil some <laughs> <movie> of you then.
0: <laughs> but no, I've, I've not seen the ending. So I don't know how that, that went. I, I was talking to Shara about it the other night. I thought he ended up with his sister in a really weird kind of, Incest, but they weren't actually blood-related kind of way. But Sharon was like, I don't know where you got that from. That didn't happen. Or maybe it did happen. I can't remember.
1: You were were making your own grubby version of Dexter (laughs) in your head, you absolute animal.
0: (laughs) Sharon in the chat there got fed up of waiting for me. I'm a very busy man, my love. Very busy man. Um, (laughs) uh, I did enjoy Dexter, though. It is worth watching. It is good.
1: Yeah, we know why now. Not because of the program, because... You just switched off and went into your own sadistic, grubby world.
0: No, not really. Not really. Also, with Dexter himself, he's a bit of a weird-looking dude, isn't he? Like, his eyes are quite far apart, and he's got funny (laughs) cheeks.
1: Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes, he almost That's that's mean. Mm -hmm. And also, this was years ago, you lazy bum.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there has been occasions where I've been out of work and could have potentially watched it, I suppose, but.
1: And if it's only a couple of episodes as well, that would but the thing be on me if I didn't watch him.
0: The thing is, I'm, my, my memory's shite. So I couldn't watch the, le- the last couple of episodes, and I would have to watch... I'd have to start it again, because I won't remember what's happened. So that's a, that's a big commitment, Mags. That's Shocking. a big commitment. Morty also says uh, that Breaking Bad and... He said BCS. So I had to ask what that was. So apparently it's Better Call Saul. Uh they managed that twice as well. But I mean breaking yeah. bad, I, I thought the endings breaking bra- bad endings. Yeah, the endings breaking bad. I thought was very good. The show itself uh, kind of took it was a bit of a slog for me, Mags.
1: Um, I can see that if you're not like uh, invested in, in that kind of story, but if you are, there's a lot of uh little Easter eggs and, and kind of themes running through it. Uh but um, it, I thought it was a great ending, really well done. And then mm. with Better Call Saul, which is ended not that long ago, I think it was only a few weeks ago. That's uh, another real good ending, kind of a lot of closure for the characters in 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 both series. Because Better Call Saul is is kind of a prequel slash sequel to uh, Breaking Bad. It kind of has these bits of it that happened before Breaking the world of breaking bad and then this stuff that happens after the world of breaking bad so it's a it wraps out a lot of things up in a in a nice neat ball yeah
0: okay i did watch a bit of uh better course so of the first season i watched some of mm-hmm. but again it, did, it didn't grab me like maybe i should go back and try and revisit that because people do seem to sing that show's praises i mean to be honest i hear more people talk about how great that is as opposed to breaking bad
1: yeah yeah it's <laughs> I'd say they're both on a par for me, but um, yeah, they're both really good. Hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He says the best ending, the ending to all three hostile movies. <laughs> now I've seen the first one.
1: Have you seen I, any of the hostel ones? I, I think I've is the hostel one is that where they've got a sad and someone's hanging above them and they like cutting the throat with the sad and the blood's going all over them. Yeah, I've, I've seen. I think I've seen uh, a couple of them. I don't know if I've seen the third one. Hmm. Um, basically, yeah. it's, it's the it's the the group where they pay... To be able to mutilate and kill people, don't they? And they've got yes. like the, the Alsatian tattoo or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Also, I've seen the first one, but it was a long time ago. Uh Danny continues Worst Ending, Halloween Part Two, but the two
1: thousand and nine version. So I've is that, not watched... that's the Rob Zombie ones. Mm-hmm. I've so, I've I, seen I've seen the first Rob Zombie Halloween and it was so terrible I didn't want to see the second one.
0: See, I love Halloween. Halloween, the the originals. Was it seventy-eight? I think it was. The yeah. original Halloween. I love that movie. That's one of my favourite films of all time. And Halloween 2, I enjoy it because it kind of follows on from the first one and it's like a continuation of something I loved, but it's still not quite as good as the first one. But both of those films I adore. The the Rob Zombie re- I'm not a fan of remakes, look, so
1: <laughs> I don't, and me. I don't I don't think Rob Zombie's that good of a director as well. Um uh. so yeah, he should keep his hands off. Established uh, media.
0: Yeah, stick to making very generic and poser full rock music, my friend. Um, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin21 on Twitter. He says here, oh, he agrees with James. Uh, worst Game of Thrones. Rushed mm-hmm. bullshit, he says. Hated that they killed Victor off in One Foot in the Grave. Yeah, that was crap on it. What a terrible way to end that show. Uh,
1: now, did, is that the one where he. Did he die on the toilet or something like that no
0: you're thinking of Elvis
1: no there's something to, I think I'm mixing up no did did not plant a, a tree in his toilet in his downstairs toilet I think that happened and
0: yeah show. yeah a tree has in his toilet at once so yeah. yeah but yeah uh, uh he ends up getting hit by a car and killed I think and his wife finds the lady who is driving the car and it's it's a it's it's pretty strange ending to a show that was and, and kills know, her. In a murderous rampage, yeah, and puts her in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hannibal
1: was also rushed as it got cancelled. Yeah, Dan says Hannibal was brilliant. I think it's is it Mads Mikkelsen, the guy who uh, was in Casino Royale the, when Bond got rebooted for. Um, for Daniel Craig. He plays like the Le Chiffre villain. Brilliant actor. And he was so good as Hannibal. Um mm. and then it got to the end of the third series and and it it, it 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 got so rushed that they didn't they didn't even tie together the the strings of the the storyline. You could tell they they was told you've got two two episodes to go, make it work. And it and it, it just didn't work at all. Really ruined the like the two and a half seasons, what came before it. That's a shame. That's a shame.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dan says the best Breaking Bad. Okay. So another <laughs> show of Breaking Bad there. Uh, Futurama. He says he hope it doesn't come back. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer, surprisingly happy. Now, I don't remember the end of Buffy, but I did watch Buffy a lot because I was sort of mid nineties, wasn't it? So I'd have been, I'd have been what, 15, I guess, something like
1: that. So I never got into it whatsoever. Never. No. No.
0: I guess, you know, our age, I was kind of the target audience, really, wasn't it? I suppose, sort of 14, 15, Well,
1: 15, they clearly then. missed the target with me because I didn't watch any of it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I vaguely remember the movie. There was a movie that, that about it before the TV program. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I never really got vam- all that kind of like vampire stuff. It, it takes a lot for me to get interested in it. And, okay. And Buffy didn't, didn't grab me. I well, see
0: it, what about the vampires from me watching Buffy at 15 years of age? I'll tell you that. It was
1: all about the willow.
0: Well, maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, Futurama. I've not seen the ending of that. Now, he says here, uh, uh, Dan Griffin, he hope it doesn't come back. So I'm assuming that there's talk of it being remade or restarting. And I always think that is a shame because when you get a show that ends well, Obviously, you know these these hugely popular shows. There's always an argument for more episodes, but when it ends perfectly, you almost don't want to bring it back because it does trash the ending. Maxie, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think Future may have been cancelled before as well, though, and then brought back, kind of like a lot of uh, um, animated. Like programs, I think Family Guy got cancelled a couple of times before that got brought back. But I haven't watched Future Armor in such a long, long time. I don't know if it's, it could have been brought, cancelled, and brought back in in that time mm. uh, since I've watched it. I, the last time I remember it coming to a close, um, I'm sure they they kind of like finished it off with with like three or four like full length feature films. Um, so okay. perhaps it's that. Uh, I do remember how they kind of like tried to tie the whole storyline together uh, with Nibbler, the little creature going back in time and, and Fry needing to be frozen to save the world or something like that. But I don't know if they've they've kind of carried it on after that. Hmm. Okay. Interesting.
0: Uh, Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. I see Connor in the chat there as well this evening. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Uh, he says here, worst TV show ending of all time is i'm guessing that's oz not just oz oz i'm or assuming oz uh, the show ended when the staff and inmates got moved to another prison after a chemical leak okay i don't i'm not familiar with that
1: show i've never even heard of it yep so maybe in the chat in learn what the the show is about connor
0: yes please that'd be great uh connor also says best tv show ending of all time band of brothers where Easy Company is playing a, and a game of baseball gets picked up when the war in Europe ended in World War II. I've not seen Band of Brothers.
1: No, again, another one that I've not seen. I remember it being on, but just never. Mm. A lot of war dramas don't, don't really kind of grab my attention, to be fair. So yeah, I okay. probably missed it because of that.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, MGB Graham, at MGB Graham on Twitter. He says he didn't initially like the Seinfeld ending, but it has grown on me. Love the ending for the Battlestar Galactica reboot. I'm currently rewatching and looking forward to seeing that again. Okay, Seinfeld is one that I just completely missed the boat on. And it was on Netflix recently. It all got added to Netflix in this country a, a little while back. And I tried to watch it because I was looking for a comedy to watch. And I started watching the first few episodes and I just never got it, Max.
1: Is it something ah. you've seen? This is um, probably going to be um, very divisive, but I don't find it funny at all. I don't, I don't find anything that that Jerry Seinfeld's done particularly funny. For me, it's just just observational. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think I've watched maybe ten different episodes throughout throughout my life and never enjoyed one of them. So. I wouldn't know okay. what the end is like. Uh, and with Battlestar Galactica, never watched the reboot. Don't particularly remember a lot about the original. I know it's got like this massive uh, cult following, but uh, yeah. never, never at all watched the reboot.
0: See, I watched the original, but I can't remember a great deal about it because it would have been like Saturday afternoon TV or Sunday afternoon TV. I'm assuming mm-hmm. uh, when I was when I was a kid, and like, I can remember Face from the Eighteen was in it, wasn't he? Yeah. And the 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 aliens with the whew, on their face, it? like the flashing blue yeah.
1: lights and whatnot. Uh, red, was it not red lights? Red light, red.
0: yeah. Sorry, yeah. I don't know why I said blue because I was thinking red as well. That's weird.
1: So, Connors give us a, a description. He says, Oz is short for uh, Oswald, a fictional prison in New York, and it focuses on the inmates, guards, and the prison staff in an e- uh, experimental unit called Emerald City. Oh, so it, it does link to like the Wizard of Oz and stuff like that with callbacks that, So, I mean, I'll, it sounds a little bit interesting, but if the ending is that they just get moved, then yeah, I'll, I'll give that one a wide berth.
0: So it's like Prisoner Cell Block
1: H or something, then potentially. But with, but with um like midgets, I suppose midgets in Oz.
0: I guess yeah. I get I get the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I get that. But is I mean, the, the the reference of the Emerald City is that. Is it actually based on the Wizard of Oz, or are you just kind of guessing?
1: Well, no. It's the Emerald City is in the Wizard of Oz.
0: Yeah, I get that, but it, it, they just got a unit called the Emerald City. It might not that might be the only reference.
1: Then why would you call it Oz then?
0: Yeah, fair point. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I'm going to have to Google it. I'm going to have to look it up, mate. I'm going to have to look it up.
1: <laughs> you will not do... You won't look it up, and you won't, you won't think of it after we've finished recording.
0: Probably not. You're right. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I might tomorrow when I'm editing, and I hear it, and I go, oh, yeah, I should do that, and then I'll forget again. Very much so. Standard practice, mate. Standard practice. Uh, good cop, bad cop, wrestling podcast. At Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter, they say the ending for Battlefield Earth was much welcomed as it was the worst film I have ever seen. And he's attached a little clip there of the movie, and it's funny little blue looking dudes with long hair laughing at each other.
1: And John Travolta as an alien is it, is it John Travolta? Is it? Yeah, literally, oh, okay. there. Yeah, he was the main star. It was one. It was when he was. I think it was just after maybe Pulp Fiction, where he was cool again, uh, and then he made what's. It's roundly accepted as probably the worst film that's ever been made. I've never heard of it, mate. Is it? Is it like
0: so bad it's funny, or is it just shit?
1: Yeah, it's it's it's. You have to watch it just because okay. it's it's that horrific, right? <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, <laughs> it seems like a week for that,
0: doesn't it? Really, on Shane Mastin, but we'll get to that shortly. Uh, at Mango underscore Chris on Twitter, Mister Chris Mango, all the way from Ramsey Street to the other side of the planet, <laughs> tweeting into the show. We appreciate you taking the effort, sir. It's a long way to send your digital messages to us. He says, "Yes, the last season of Oz was a rough one. Sad storyline with Cyril, though. Again, I got no idea." You say Cyril, I think of the one from the Raccoons. Cyril Sneer? Yeah. I wonder what the ending was in the Raccoons. I wonder if they got if they, like, got a proper ending. Or if it was it just did. like... It
1: got it got the ending where Seth Rollins was revealed as Cyril Sneer and he did the laugh.
0: Is that right? <laughs> 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 okay. Well, I'm glad to know. I'm going to have to check that episode out. Uh, Chris Mangor also says, The best ending uh was best film of all time the green mile the worst itv wrestling sometimes called Walder sport with pat roach thanking fans for letting us into your parlors way to prove wrestling wasn't outdated
1: <laughs> yeah, i mean how many people nowadays have a parlor
0: i don't know mate i don't know uh most us tv shows dexter heroes and on and on are bad endings as well Uh, But, yeah, I mean, best ending, The Green Mile. Green Mile's a good film, man. I've seen that.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Mm. Tugs on the old heartstrings. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I
0: see UTT Rob has literally just joined us in the chat there of a comment about Cyril Sneer.
1: Cyril Sneer was definitely a proper heel. And you can tell a proper heel when they've got one yellow manky tooth and they're they're always sucking on half a cigar all the time.
0: Mm. Yeah. Jimmy Savile. He was a... He was
1: a Heorny. <laughs> he certainly was a bit. I mean, he thought he was the face, but he was mm. the he was the actual heel.
0: Yeah, uh, see, Rob turns up and look what the show goes to.
1: <laughs> but anyway, Rob
0: mentioned there in the chat at UTT Rob on Twitter is next on my list. He says, uh, "Don't know about greeted." Not sure. What Greatest. Greatest. Yep but just watched through class the doctor who late night spinoff and gutting. They only made one season because the final moments of the end of season one tied into Sarah Jane and the doctor and doctor who with two massive reveals. And I would love to see where it went. Now I'm a massive doctor who fan as people are, you know, fully aware of. I've never heard of that. Rob, absolutely. Never heard
1: of this. A doctor who late spin spinoff sounds oh. like your kind of show. It does. Is it a bit saucy? Is <laughs> Clara in it? <laughs> the, the doctor gets his three knobs out. <laughs> Two hearts and three knobs. <laughs> he, he, he bangs Clara. He has a go on Billy Papa.
0: Oh, and then, okay. All right.
1: <laughs> and then just for, for just to finish it off, Catherine Tate gets a little tickle as well.
0: Oh, dear me. <laughs>
1: What are you saying about she's a national treasure, sir? Oh, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Catherine Tate. I'm
0: saying there's r- something wrong with you stating, you know, and you're naming, literally naming the three companions that would compa- you know, g- go along with the doctor in this time-traveling Gallifreyan foursome, you know? Oh, dear. This isn't awkward at all with Charlie standing next to me. My wife says in the Jeez. chat. Yeah. Apologies, bad bad Sharon.
1: News. It's only 8 o'clock, Magazine. We're not past the watershed. I know. Again, this this early start has thrown me. Mm. This sounds yes. like a Dr. Hill <laughs> Doctor Hill. Doctor I'm not reading I'm, the rest no. of that because I'm not getting into trouble. No. Connor, just That's wipe, that's, that's horrific. It's How just again? Connor.
0: It's just Connor yeah. dragging the tone Let's of the show. Connor.
1: Night. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's not. It's not me or you, Maxie. Owner. Oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, Emerald Hills at Turd Ferguson on Twitter. They say, uh, no, it'll be a popular pick, but the last series of Game of Thrones was rushed as fuck. yeah, again, yeah, people are telling us what games. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's so funny how you, that they because it wasn't cheap to make, was it? Game of Thrones, it, you know, all the, um, the effects I, I've seen and the filming, it must have been a very expensive show to, to produce.
1: I think, and don't quote me because I'm maybe um mixing something up, but I'm sure I've read that it was like 30 million an episode. What I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna confirm because that that even saying it um sounds wrong.
0: 30 million an episode so every definitely episode
1: in the millions
0: every episode of Game of Thrones could buy you a Wayne Rooney is what you're telling me. That's insane. That cannot be right.
1: I'm sure we'll find out. Oh no, 15 million, a hundred million per season. So that's still ridiculous, isn't it? R- roughly, uh, 6 million, uh, per episode in season one, which rose to 15 million for the eighth season. Why? Wow. That's insane. And the, the, um, the new show house of the dragon, uh, which is like the, the prequel that's got a $20 million, uh, budget per episode.
0: That blows my mind, man. That blows my. I can't understand. That's that's ridiculous. That those. It's just crazy monopoly money, isn't it? It's just daft numbers. It's not yeah. real money that they're throwing around. Ridiculous numbers
1: that you'll never see. That yeah, exactly. Just that makes no sense. Uh, Rob's come back with uh, a bit of a uh, informed class. It says it's worrying that it's set at Colville School with actors in their twenties pretending to be teens. But once you overlook that, class is class.
0: Okay, I have to check it out. I, uh, let, I let think me know this wrong is way
1: where I can find it. This is one that you will probably go out and 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 try and watch because well, it's Doctor Who based, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something that you actually are interested in instead of this dross that the CWF are, are throwing at you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't need to watch Game of Thrones because everyone's told me how it ends. So there you go. Let's start with now, isn't it? Um, <laughs> we come to the Steve-O portion of the show. At Total steve on Twitter. Everybody say what time is
1: it?
0: It's Steve-O. And he says here, funny how we have used a lost gif that immediately sprang to mind. Going through your podcasts, I've recently listened to the episode where we, and in brackets he's put the CWF, give you uh, favorite TV shows and Lost is mentioned quite a few times, with both me and Sai being very disappointed. Obviously, he means Steve-O and me, me and Sai, whatever, uh, being very disappointed with it. Yeah, me and Shah spoke about it earlier on. It's, what are you laughing at now?
1: Just the way you had to explain that you were pretending to be Steve in this conversation.
0: Well, yeah, because it says me and Cy, si, but I am Cy, si, so I am me and Cy. Si. But I'm you reading from Steve as, yeah. I am he as
1: you are, he as you are me, and we are all together.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, okay. It you are, are a little in bit. The, you right. <laughs> you are right. Well, don't sit there bloody laughing at me
1: then. <laughs> Connor. Yeah, before you go on Connor has, has made a very pertinent uh, comment here. he says insert the Steve audio here now ah. i would have inserted the steve audio here but um somebody who made the audio said um he said i've done some steve audio i said send it to me and i will uh, i'll make it into a little vid so we can have the steve oh brilliant i will do did it did he balls that, but- I'm still waiting on that email Okay,
0: but it does include a little bit of music from. I mean, if you're listening on the audio version, you would have just heard it, but it because yeah. you know <laughs> we 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 swing by the seats of our pants, we fly we fly like close to the edge there, don't we? On the audio version on YouTube, you play some of our clips from the audio version on it,
1: we're, we're gonna get a copyright ban, mate. And I told you, I will drown that music out with other music so the but, content ID can't distinguish. Whether it's copyrighted or not. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. We'll see how it goes. Next week we'll have it and we'll see if we get shut down.
1: No,
0: on your head. No, 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 no. On no, my man. head on, be on Connor's head be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: he's, he's, he's causing a lot of trouble this week. I think we might have to put Connor in time out.
0: Yeah. Very disruptive this week, Connor. You need to behave yourself, mate. Come on. Um, Stevo continues. He said, lost, had such a brilliant first two series, but by the end, I was just angry at how bad it <laughs> became. And an angry steve o is not a nice start. I wonder if, because when you commit to something like that, how does, how do you work, Maxi? When, you, when you've watched, say, three seasons or something, and it's great, but then you noticeably see how shit it gets.
1: It, it Would you stick it out? My piss. Um... There's been times when I've just give up uh, because it's okay. gone, gone ridiculous, uh, but then there's um, there's been other times where you you're so invested that you you're willing to plow through the shit in the in the hope it goes back to its former glory, and when it doesn't, you just you just feel depressed about it. Like that was twelve hours that I'll never ever get back.
0: Like Monday Night like Raw. Or Monday night chair
1: wrestling. What they know? This is
0: high brow, high quality <laughs> entertainment, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, Connor in the chat there saying, "Oh, mate, yeah, Connor, we're only wondering yet. Mate, awesome. Don't you worry about that, pal. Don't you ever worry about that, my friend." Uh, *Lila Duty*. Stevo continues, "An absolutely stunning show, barring series one series. I think maybe the fourth Stevo says, "Until the last episode and finding out who H is. It's literally oh." Is that it?
1: Things like that piss me off when there's a they build up a massive reveal and it's mm. it's someone and no one. Yeah, yeah. I was a real so, letdown. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the bill had a solid ending, nothing spectacular, just a send-off to show us the audience that police work continues even when you're not watching or seeing. Okay, that's quite mm-hmm.
1: cool. Just that makes sense it. as well.
0: Yeah, of course, cool, yeah. Breaking bad was an excellent ending. I also loved the film too. film is there a
1: film breaking bad yeah el camino okay i didn't know that it's uh it's kind of like a a wrap-up of what happens to jesse after after breaking bad because we obviously we get a definitive end with with walter obviously Mm -hmm. like dying in in the middle of nowhere in a log cabin um but yeah this kind of like follows how Jesse escapes, goes to Mexico, then comes back and like how laugh has essentially carried on without him there.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, ironically though, Steve continues better call Saul like line of duty just was me thinking, Oh, is that it? In both cases, I wanted so much more. It was just so flat.
1: Uh, okay.
0: I'm again, I've not seen the end, so I, I don't know, but,
1: I think with um Better Call Soul, it was it was finally that Jimmy McGill soul was accepted that everything he'd done wrong, uh he would have to face the, the consequences for it. And he did. So I think it made it 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 made sense. Basically his past laughs had caught up with him and there was no more running.
0: So I don't know about these prequels, you know? Like they make a series about, you know, before the main series about certain characters. I never really know what to think about that because, especially if that character dies in the main series, you kind of know the end game, don't you? And you get these prequels
1: made and it's kind of like, mm. yeah, but so this is what I was saying that it's part prequel and part like sequel. So, um, yeah, it kind of flicks between both uh, timelines where, um, it's showing how. So the, the 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 lawyer from uh, Breaking Bad became the kind of uh, the the ambulance chaser style lawyer that he that he was uh, when he was actually a really really good lawyer but lived in the shadow of his of his brother and t- tried to take as many shortcuts as possible which led him down this path of being this uh, lawyer with no morals. And okay. then the bits are after, uh, obviously with, uh, with everything that went down in the, the, the breaking, uh, bad universe, he has to kind of, uh, escape that. So he uses the guy with the, who, with the vacuums to, to get his new laugh. Uh, you, you know that from breaking bad daughter. Yeah. You, as for a certain vacuum part, and he, you, he gets you a new life in a different town, and it it it's, it shows him uh, being a, a manager of a Cinnabon uh, um, restaurant, and then how the past of soul is always there to haunt him because someone from the other side of the country can s- still find him when he gets like involved in that murky world again. So, okay, yeah, it's uh, it's a really good end. It wraps up both. Uh, programs really, really
0: well. Fair enough. Okie doke. Uh, Steve O continues saw one and shutter Island sublime twists at the end that left me going no fucking way and applauding mm-hmm. uh, the office and extras nearly bring me to tears with their endings, specifically in extras. When Andy giving his speech in the big brother house, I will continue saying this more applicable to today's society than back in 2007. And with Steve-O's wrestling watch back at the moment, he says, As I'm going through 2011 now, I'm wanting to see why CM Punk became who he did. And the Money in the Bank 2011 is just perfection. Seth Rollins cashing in against Lesnar and Reigns at WrestleMania. Just an incredible moment to end the evening. Uh, Recently watched Ladhood on BBC iPlayer. Thought season one was very good. Interesting take on seeing a 34-year-old look back on his youth to explain who he is today sadly by series three i just wanted it to end <laughs> fair enough such a shame as the first eight nine episodes were fantastic <laughs> steve-o man size <laughs> best mate warwick davis and, <laughs> and the underrated life's too short that the was easter... a great show. yeah i've never seen that for obvious reasons the easter special is such a wonderful uplifting fun ending leaving you with a smile and happy for all involved Hello, ladies. The film is just gold. The ending, again, brings me to tears nearly. With happiness, as I can relate with Steve Merchant and his character so much, and him finally finding love and how it happens is magical, and it's something I'd like to find one day myself. Ah, steve oh mate. That pulls up my heartstrings, bud. Know that we all love you, dude. Yeah, Obviously, we absolutely
1: not- do. And there is, yeah. there is the the perfect person out there for you, sir. Definitely. Um. But some great picks there. I think "Laugh Too Short" is superb. Uh, just for the the. The physical gags that are in it. There's a, there's one where Warwick Davis is driving a massive Range Rover, and when he tries to like get out of the car, he falls from the seat and basically slides down the steps, and it's just hilarious sight gag. Uh, so yeah, I, I I like that. Even though you hate Warwick Davis,
0: if it's him getting hurt, it might be worth watching.
1: <laughs> He's so horrible. <laughs>
0: I got nothing to base this hatred on at all. I don't know. I don't I mean hate's even too strong a word. I don't mind the guy. He just makes me go Bleh, a little bit. Wow. Wow. You can't help it. You can't help well, it. There must be people on this planet who you know or you see on TV or you're you've had conversations with who just make you go, ah, oh, no.
1: And yours is a, probably the the second most famous dwarf in the world behind it, Peter Dinklage who's peter dinklage oh for fuck's sake never mind game of thrones it's uh oh, Tyrion yeah, Lannister. Okay.
0: right okay i, oh, I, I know Tyrion. there's a little fella there's a little fella in game of Thrones. yeah and i recognize it i recognize him from like the gifs and
1: the memes and whatever yeah <laughs> a little fella brilliant brilliant if, anyway if I've,
0: if I've chosen the wrong term there and i offend people i'm so sorry uh, that's not my intent, but uh, I don't know what to say when it comes to that. I mean, midget isn't a right term. You're not supposed to use that anymore, and you've said that three or four times this week. I said dwarf.
1: Did you? I don't think that's right, either, mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am just not getting on? bogged down <laughs> in the politics of how to name people who are smaller than the average person. Okay,
0: smaller than the average bear. Um, James at eighties and nineties wrestling on Twitter. He says, "My first thought is Peep Show. What a shit last episode! All them excellent series and build up at the time for the last episode with a flat nothing ending." Yeah, he's that's so right. I love Peep Show, and the ending was just yeah. a case of, "All oh, right, that's it then," and that's that, and it? it's done. You know?
1: Yeah, I think that was uh, because the. The show had gone on way longer than than the uh, Mitchell and, and Webb had ever thought it would go. And they just wanted to end it on a drab note, I suppose. Like, mm. I mean, like real life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they did lead drab lives, which is kind of the whole point of the mm-hmm. comedy, wasn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Uh, James continues. I got caught also into my own prison of prison break as the first few seasons got me glued, but fizzled out. See Prison Break, fantastic. The first two seasons are amazing, and it drops off a cliff very, very quickly. And I've not even bothered watching the end.
1: I think I've watched maybe one episode. It's the one where he has a map of the prison on his as a tattoo.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that first series is fantastic.
1: Really good selling. Didn't grab my attention in the first episode. Didn't watch it ever again. So that's you can't it's not yes it, I can. It, you, you, you're gonna say you can't judge it i can i did and i have no, and I will. no hang on hang on calm down
0: <laughs> Are your burns causing you to get all agitated now max is that the issue
1: i need some savlon he is in
0: half. <laughs> I, I think you've got to give a tv show three or four episodes
1: well i'm glad we all live by your rules then
0: no, I'm not saying that's rules for everyone else. I'm saying that's kind of, you know, that's just what I do. I've got to watch a few episodes. I can't just watch Word and go, okay, you know?
1: I mean, it's good that you have got that staying power. If it For me, if a show doesn't grab you from episode one, that's the whole point of the first show. It's essentially mm. the pilot. You're meant to grab people's attention. And if it doesn't grab you, sorry, there's plenty more fish in the sea.
0: No, fair point. Maybe that's why I don't watch much TV because I'm thinking i got to watch four hours to see if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James also says here, pretty much every episode of black mirror finished with me thinking, what the fuck? I know I've no. never seen black mirror, but loads. of people. Oh my seen God.
1: Those. They are brilliant. Every episode yeah. is brilliant. Um, and the reason why they're so good is because, these are things that could potentially come true. A lot of like kind of uh, a dystopian futures are um, are kind of based on things that probably won't ever happen, but these are all based on just kind of little um, improvements in technology that that definitely could happen, that you could definitely um, be able to record your own memories and be able to watch them over and over again. That's a thing that, that, probably could happen um you could um eventually put um uh, a, a, a chip or a program on on your kids so they don't get to see horrific things and it's all blurred out that could that's things that could eventually happen that's i think that's the beauty of of uh of black mirror that it's so close to reality that it's it's actually quite frightening and each episode is like a standalone story is that right yeah, pretty much. Uh, there is yeah. one. There's one episode uh, called Black Museum, which is like uh, I think it's at the end of the third season, which links a lot of the other episodes together. But they are all kind of standalone stories. Oh, okay. Maybe and there's one. There's one on Netflix uh, called Bandersnatch, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, and it's actually uh, a play along uh, episode, and you can. Like dictate where the story goes with your with your TV remote. Oh, really? Yeah. Can kind of, you know? It's it's based on uh, somebody's uh, making a, an old kind of like Spectrum style video game, uh, okay. which is which itself is based off like a choose-your-own-adventure book where you turn the page and it goes, if this happens, go to this page, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's like that. You make the decisions on what happens in the story. And I think there's about 40 different endings that you can get all together.
0: Yeah, okay. I used to have some of those adventure books where you'd like jump back and forth and all that. But when you've done it a few times, it's like, oh, hang on. My choice is turn left, go to page 17, turn right, go to page 44. I'm thinking, I know what's on page 17, pal. I ain't turning to that. I know what's going <laughs> to happen. Bit,
1: I've fell for this before. <laughs> yeah.
0: Page 17. I'm avoiding that, dude. No chance. <laughs> uh Joshua Goodwin, at Joshua Goodwin PW on Twitter. The brilliant, fantastic, insightful individual who... Is, is just so massively entertaining on NXT Ryzen 4 podcast on the SJP World Media Network. He says here, he recently watched Uncut Gems, that whole movie built to a beautiful crescendo and also Snatch had a Snatch for similar reasons. The worst, any ending where it all was just a dream. Terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of that, you know. Horrific. When you go down the, the, the dinner or Dallas route, yeah, that is bad storytelling. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Steve also responds to to Joshua here on Twitter saying lock stock as well. Um, I love lock stock, but I can't remember the ending.
1: The ending is where the guns are being thrown in the canal. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And he's reaching over and he's got his phone in, the mat- in his mouth and he finds out the guns are worth like £200,000 uh, each. Yeah.
0: Okay. I get that.
1: <laughs> it's after <laughs> Vinnie Jones has stolen all the money, because obviously he's no job anymore. They've killed his employer, but he gives them the opportunity to, to sell the guns. Mm.
0: Uh, also on the note of Joshua Goodwin, uh, I owe him an apology. He messaged into the show last week when we were doing our childhood ambitions and I forgot to read his eight magazine. So that's completely shit on my part. I hugely apologise. Unprofessional. Well, it has been said about me once or twice in the past, yes. Uh, Joshua Goodwin, back when he was very, very young, wanted to be Thomas the Tank Engine when he grew up so there we go
1: i mean that's an achievable goal
0: it is it is you know fair play one. i don't think he would let anyone down with regards to transport or the timing of his train journeys actually <laughs> <Maxey>, that's uh <laughs> i was gonna say that's all we got it's not we got one more came in very 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 late literally just before we went live and that's from our good buddy cam at cam 92 and he says, late to the non-wrestling topic, no problem at all. So you message him whenever you like. And to be honest, you're not the latest we've had. Matt Willis has got a terrible habit of messaging me during the show being live. Um, <laughs> love you, Matt. I heard off you for a little while, bud. Hope you're all okay. He says, worst ending in TV history has to be lost. You <laughs> still don't fuckly understand it, but fuck going back and re-watching. Really enjoyed the first few series as well. Best ending that springs to mind is the ending to Inception. Now we'll cover Inception first. I've never seen that, Max.
1: Shock. <laughs> <laughs> we and have it, explained. We have. We've explained it on this show before. It's the okay. the f- film where it's about dreams. Um, oh yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, is essentially a, a thief. He goes in and steals like people's ideas in their dreams because they think it's the real world and then they, he has to jump back to the, the real time well uh, in the story his children uh, he's separated from his children because he's a fugitive in, in America um, but the end is he gets his children he gets to visit his children but um you see a spinning top which is is where to prove that the the world is in his real he spins this top and when it falls he knows that is in real time uh well that you never see the top actually and you see it topple but you never see it fall so it's always the it's the case of was he in still in a dream world uh, or was he in real life and, and seeing his kids and i think the the point is he he accepted Whatever reality it was to be his real turn, and, and he got to spend the time with his kids. Hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. See, I remember you talking about that before, and me thinking that sounds great. I'm gonna have to watch it, but I uh, never did. Well, true to form, I completely forgot about it until now. So, yeah. And people, I think, I, I think people are familiar with how how things work with me and chain wrestling. Now, <laughs> eh? that's always going to be the way, you know. Um, <laughs> the ending to Lost we've covered that before on the show as well, haven't we? But yeah, what a part of shit. What an absolute part of shit.
1: And I think he, he uh, cam covers why so many people are pissed off of it and why they're still pissed off over a decade later. It's because the first few series were so good. Yeah. we like really, fantastic. really good. And then it's almost like they had no end game for what the show was going to be about. So they just threw a lot of shit at a wall and saw what's what was sticking and you end up just being nonsensical There's, I don't think there's a way to make sense of it mm.
0: yes very true mate very true uh that brings us to the end of Twitter I guess Maxie have, have you got any that stick to mind stick yes. to mind that's not the right that that's two different sayings that I tried to squeeze into one isn't it but did you mean come to mind by any chance come to mind and stick out. Not yeah. stick to mind. Maxi,
1: have you got anything that sticks to your mind? <laughs> <laughs> not really. My man is just, just <laughs> horrific. Um, Rob has, uh, has come in with a late one. Ashes to Ashes was a. Oh, was a good yeah. Memory. Yeah, British, that and I Laugh got, on Mars. Brilliant, brilliant programs. Yeah, I absolutely love them. Um, for me, when it comes to TV programs, um, the most annoying thing is when shows get cancelled without finishing. Mm-hmm the storyline and yeah. two that massively stand out uh there was a program called Revolution which was about um how the world coped with uh when electricity was cut off um and okay. how how the uh, the US kind of broke into factions um and just as we were getting to the point where maybe we're getting the electric back on and uh, uh, kind of getting back to some civilization, the show got cancelled with no definitive end whatsoever. Just absolutely pissed me off. Uh, And then there was another show called Alcatraz. Um, Oh, yeah. Sam Neill, who was in uh, Jurassic Park, was in it. Brilliant show! That show had me hooked from from the first episode. So essentially, it was about uh, Alcatraz had shut down many many years ago, but all of a sudden, these killers that were uh, that died at Alcatraz suddenly started coming back to life to finish their crimes, I suppose. Uh, and this uh, this little unit had been uh, created to kind of track them down. Um, and then when you get to the end of the first season where they they've, they've uh, basically killed and captured a lot of these uh, these old criminals there's a reveal of a of a lack of light board showing that these people hadn't just come back to San Francisco they they were all over the United States and then we never get a second season clearly they mm-hmm. were setting up that this se- this second season would be more spread over the country and that's it. We never got a second season. We never got any kind of definitive ending. It fucking pissed me off. It was annoying as fuck. So, yeah, that see that was annoying.
0: Alcatraz, mate. There was a time when I was looking for a new show to watch when I used to watch TV. And me and Sha would, you know, we'd have a box set. We'd sometimes be watching together. But I'd like to have one that I'd watch on my own because there was plenty of times. It's when I was out of work and I had a bit more time on my hands and so on. And Alcatraz came up, and I was like, "That looks amazing." So I it read that. Really yeah, I read that it was cancelled. So I never watched it. But I was—I'm gutted about that show being cancelled because the—the—the—I the, the, suppose the format or the description of it sounds incredible. <laughs> uh, is it worth watching, even though it's cancelled, or should I just not bother?
1: If you, if you if you've got access to it, yeah, absolutely, uh, watch it. I think there maybe what twelve episodes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: think it was twelve episodes. I saw the yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it is a really really good show. Um, just prepare yourself when the light board is revealed. You're not getting any any definitive end. That is the end.
0: Perhaps we could write the end. And just make our own on YouTube or something.
1: I mean, you do that. Look at your grubby, like, sex pest Dexter episodes that you've invented. <laughs> I genuinely, it's like the Mandela effect. I genuinely thought that was the end of the show. In fact, I'm fairly and certain it might still you be have younger. a very corrupt mind. So, oh,
0: okay. Anyway, uh, for me, Magsy, there's a few obvious ones um Quantum Leap, the original series. Oh, I bet that boils your piss. Ah, see, now I don't know because when I first watched it, when I was a kid, I was gutted because, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who's not seen the show, uh, Sam in the last episode, he leaps around, he's putting right what once went wrong and all this sort of stuff. He's given the opportunity to leap somewhere of his choosing. He wants to go home, but he can't. He's going to help his best friend. And the screen fades to black. And then it says, Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. And they spelled his, his name wrong as well on it. And um, they spelled his name wrong, yes, amazingly. Now, that was because they were supposed to be having another season, but it was cancelled, so they had to scrap together an ending very quickly and so on. Initially, as, as a kid, I was gutted. But now as a grown-up, I think it's very sad ending, but it kind of is is very good because Sam spent so long helping people in theory he's still out there helping people which is lovely
1: i suppose yeah
0: uh lost obviously we've spoken about that was shite um how i met your mother now i never I, there was those moments in that that were funny but it hooked me in because i wanted to see who the mother of the kids was i said is it there, the one where she's dead all along yeah and i watched <laughs> it felt like 47 freaking seasons of this crap The character Barney was relatively funny. Everything else in it is shite. The main character, Ted, is a knobhead. He's the most unlikable person on television. Um, But I sat through it all because I wanted to know what happened. And then at the end, it was just dog shit. It was just a waste of my time. On the other side of the coin, though, with regards to American sitcoms, I think the ending of Friends is brilliantly
1: done. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. I, I don't remember the ending. So well, it...
0: she's Rachel's going to Paris and Ah, yes, I do. And it's that, that whole and that line of I got off the I got off the plane. It's just like, ah and then at the end all their keys, because they've all lived in that one apartment at some mm-hmm. point or another during the show, all their keys are on the side because they're all moving on with their lives. And uh it's just really just a nice, happy, warm, feel-good feeling, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um how I met your mother uh was not legend dairy
0: mm, there we go there we go yes so ah okay uh maxi what have we got in the chat mate before i suppose we can't really put it off any longer we've got to talk about our wrestling
1: topic this week even though i really don't freaking want to i mean we, we can delay it as long as possible uh foul says when prison break became the air team it's when it got uh, a little bit weird uh, but that wasn't till about season four they made four seasons Jesus wept. Um, Sawyer makes it worth a rewatch.
0: watch uh, uh, I knew okay. my wife would pipe up with that on Lost. Yeah. She loved Saw- But I'll tell you what's interesting with my missus. She loved Sawyer. Loved the because character- He's a bit of an asshole, isn't he, in this this mm-hmm. program? He's, he's like almost the villain of the piece without being the full-on villain. She started following him on social media. And it turns out he's actually a really nice guy. So she lost interest. So what does that tell you about my <laughs> wife?
1: <laughs> she chases the bad boys. <laughs> hey. Yeah,
0: of course, mate. Look at me, eh?
1: Connor says... Jesus, Uh Connor says, is there uh, the lost ending where it's all of the people died in the plane crash and it turns out they were dead the whole time? We don't know. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. There was a
0: plane crash. And there's and a small Are they there? Are they...
1: Yeah, it's just... I and there's know. some other plane crash survivors and, yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, Ashes to Ashes is a good show. A uh, good ending yeah. uh, from yeah, Rob. Rob's form. Um, breakout kings ended on a cliffhanger and oh, then dropped
0: a what show man. that was that was a great show did you ever watch that magazine
1: i've never even heard of it but when, oh, when that it ends good. on a cliffhanger and then you mm. never hear anything about it again oh that pisses me off it was a gang of criminals who were
0: basically allowed to come out of prison and help catch other criminals okay really really good good show really well done it was
1: Never never heard of it. I may look it up, uh, but Mm. if it ends on a cliffhanger, I'll probably just be very, very angry. Uh, Connor says, Revolution was an NBC show that he watched when he was younger, and NBC's uh, reasons for the cancellation was low ratings. I mean, that's the reason pretty much all the time uh, for for low ratings. Um, Even if people do like the show, they don't really care unless everybody likes the show. Um, Fowl is actually agreeing with the incest is best talk. Says, I think you're right, outside. So Deb got a little too friendly with Dexter in that last season. Yeah, that her that as
0: well. Deb, in in uh, obviously, I've had my my comments on Dexter. He looks a bit. It looks like he's almost made out of plasticine, I suppose. In a way, he's got a funny little face, honey. Now, the the lady who plays Deb, you're shaking your head now. Am I going to say something that's going to get us in trouble?
1: No, I just how mean you are to Dexter. Call they calling him a wonky wonkyard psycho
0: well he was uh, that's exactly what he was he was a one kilo <laughs> psycho he was a serial killer it's like you know I, I've, I've got no remorse or guilt of like mocking his face if he's a serial killer it's not good uh, but deb she's one that in some pictures looks really attractive in other pictures she's like a daddy long legs she's all arms and legs mate she's like a christmas decoration you know the christmas decorations that hang down and they're all like long and dangly that's what she's like
1: that's that's brutal body shaming a sister of a serial killer
0: uh yeah when you word it like that i do feel bad now i apologize to deb from dexter anyway moving on
1: <laughs> connor says he's never watched the original quantum loop but he's uh watched the first episode of the reboot and he's oh, good it.
0: uh good if you do go back and watch the original don't bother with the first season it's ropey as fuck start season two it's great Yep, yeah. and that's the chat caught up awesome stuff! wow is it awesome because I suppose it kind of only leaves one thing for us to do doesn't it Mm, let's get ready before we dive into this week's wrestling topic I just want to say to all those people who watch the matches along with us and to Mister Mags who put this up on the poll, uh, and to everyone who voted in the poll, you bought this upon yourselves. Okay,
1: I didn't know where you was going with that then, but that, that, <laughs> that, that tickled me.
0: You have all bought this upon. You. There was a perfectly good wrestling match on the poll you could have voted for with one of the best power wrestlers of all time in Bill Goldberg and one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in any kind of technique, Bret the Hitman Hart. But no. Let's go back to Boston Gardens, the 9th of August, 1986. I watched Tony Atlas versus Ted
1: Arsidi. You shower of bastards. Yes. This is is a a record-breaking day in the history of chain wrestling. And we all now know why.
0: I'm going to be intrigued, actually, people in the chat and also people on Twitter and so on when the audio version comes out. Just drop us a message on Twitter or in the chat if you're live with us now. Let us know how many of you went back and actually watched this match, or are <laughs> you just doing your best to vote a certain way to stitch me out? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mags, do you want to talk us through a little bit of this
1: wrestling contest then, my friend? Absolutely not. I want you to take the lead <laughs> on it, sir.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, um, the the match, <laughs> oh dear, we get Ted R C D and Tony Atlas in the ring in the Boston Gardens. Right.
1: Um, Do you, I mean, obviously everybody knows about Tony Atlas; he's a, yes. a genuine Hall of Famer, uh, Mister USA. But um, Ted R C D, he um, he was essentially a, a powerlifter. Um, I think he held uh, quite a few world records at the time, um, so he was a, very much a Vince McMahon guy. Um, I did it's, it's Joshua Goodwin, for yeah.
0: Joshua Goodwin was one of your biggest supporters on this week's poll, my friend. He was very keen on Twitter for people to vote this way.
1: That's great. I mean, he's picked the right match because you can't say he did not enjoy watching this. So, anyway, 10 10 RCD was the typical um power lifter, uh. Who Vince McMahon absolutely phoned over and brought him in uh a essentially to replace Ken Patera at the time who who was serving a, a two year jail sentence. So he Oh okay. I didn't realise that. That makes a lot of sense actually. I didn't realise that, Maxie. Yeah, so that's why he was he was pushed in this match as like the the strongest man in the world. And oh. then when when uh, Ken come back kind of forgot about Ted Arsena well not only because he come back we'll we'll get to that but um yeah essentially he was doing that role he was doing the role of 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 Ken Patera
0: right okay um the first thing that alarms me is that when they're both stood in the ring straight away you can tell this is not going to be I mean Tony Atlas isn't a, a particularly you know it's not very prophylic when it comes to so shall we say five star matches or whatever mm-hmm. or ten out of tens as we may rate it on this show. And Ted R C D looks well he, he's, he's got this incredible weightlifter's body, this power lifter's body, hasn't he? But he's back is just covered in spots and you just look at it and thinking this guy is roided to hell yes. and he's got the funny if it were his shoulders and his chest are so huge and so muscular that his back almost bends the wrong way it's kind of mm-hmm. like, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, this guy ain't going to move very well, is he? You know. And then and, and- the ring announcer states that there's a thirty minute time limit,
1: and, my heart- <laughs> and you, 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 you drop your guts at that when you my thought heart this is going to go to a mate. thirty
0: minute draw. was just like, oh my god. Uh yeah. So I mean, if I can understand why McMahon would have looked at RCD and thought. If we can get some out of this guy, there's money mm-hmm. because he looks incredible, doesn't he? Apart from the, the the horrific state of his back, he looks incredible.
1: Yeah, but it's the typical adage of, and then the bell rings because he moves like someone shifting a settee. Mm-hmm. Pivot, He's, pivot. <laughs> he is. You can tell that his his muscles don't equate to good cardio because he's absolutely gassed from doing a, a wrist lock is, is just, it's the slowest match that I have ever had the, the misfortune to watch.
0: I thought you were going say pleasure at one stage. Yeah.
1: Every wrestling move is, is interspersed with about a 30, 40 second break. And even even at the very few points where they get each other to the ground, they back off and just have a bit of a breather whilst the other person gets back up and resets. It's ridiculously bad, ridiculously bad.
0: It's just oh my goodness! I've got a little list here of um, what happens with regards to, I suppose I don't know how to word it: power moves or strength moves and so on. <laughs> Before we get to in theory where the action quickens and spoiler alert, it don't quicken very much. Um, we have a tie up to start the match and both guys kind of lean on each other for a little bit with that. Uh, we then have the top
1: for a, a how long for a little little bit. bit. It's Mm a, it's about three minutes of, of tie-up at the beginning.
0: Mm, it's not great. It's not great. Whilst we've got um, Lord
1: Alfred Hayes and Gorilla Monsoon trying to harp up the, the, the match at <laughs> <in> the beginning <laughs> and then yeah. they, they quickly get to shitting on it because oh they give he, up. Yeah. The, and this is in the Boston gardens and we've got Ted City, who is billed as uh, being from Boston. So he's the, uh, he's the hometown hero. They boo him. Out of the building within a minute of this match starting because it goes so slow and then slows down, which I I didn't think was humanly possible, but it absolutely does.
0: Mm. We then get the top wrist lock, which again is just two massive fellas leaning on each other for a little while, uh, which is, which is nice that then eventually moves into a test of strike. Bear in mind, as Maxie said, every time one of these holds, and I use the term hold very, very loosely because these holds are very loose. Um, <laughs> every time these, these tie-ups or these moments happen and they're split or they part ways, they just kind of walk about for a bit. And the referee yeah. is trying to... You can almost see the ref saying, come on, fellas, fuck me. We're, we're filming this
1: for Teddy, you know? I mean, I, I get... I get why they were doing it as well. Not as not, uh, how slow they were doing, it, but I get that these two were were, were built to, uh, to be, um, perfect matches in terms of strength. You had obviously the yeah. massive, uh, power of, of Ted I think, uh, Lord Alphonse says in the beginning, he's won all his, uh, with uh, all his matches with his strength and his power and stuff like that. Uh, but then you've got Miss, uh, Mr. USA, t- uh, Tony Atlas, matching him hold for hold. It makes sense until you're actually watching the match and then you you realise that these three wrist locks slash uh, lock-ups slash tests of strength is three quarters of the match. <laughs> it's, it's 15 minutes of the match.
0: Look, it's I don't, so no, the match goes about, slow. what, 10
1: minutes, I think, but this is a good seven minutes of the match is these two essentially in some sort of hug with each other.
0: It's so slow, so slow. Um, after the top wrist lock, we have a test of strength, which again, in theory, it makes sense because you've got Tony Atlas, who's been billed as this big power guy, and then you've got RCD, who is literally just all about his power, but mm-hmm. they just lean on each other for a while. And that's basically what this is. It's two guys leaning on each other.
1: Mm-hmm. And and this is the point where I think uh, they break Lord Alfred Hayes because he, he charms in when they, they're doing the test of strength. And, and it's not that one of them was overpowering the other. They were literally locked arm in arm in the same position whilst rolling around the ring. Um And Lord Alpha says, I've yet to see anybody try a wrestling move yet. And we're about six minutes into a bloody match, and they've never tried a wrestling move. It's just I'm
0: I'm I'm actually quite cross. I'm not gonna lie. I'm disappointed in you, Magazine. I'm disappointed in everyone who voted they may not. There, we may not get to chain wrestling one hundred if this is the kind of shit that people are going to do to me. I
1: mean, to, <laughs> to kind of uh, butter up the electorate, Gorilla does start talking about how technically uh, proficient Tony Atlas is. Uh, well, Gorilla Monsoon tell-
0: is a fucking liar. <laughs> no,
1: he, he tells him that, he tells an amazing story of, of how uh, Tony Atlas uh, has a brilliant drop kick and is good at head scissors. Later in the match, we see just how brilliant that drop kick actually is. Uh, but well, before we get the there, head, before we get there, we get the first high spot of the match when Tony Atlas grabs the head of Ted Arceda, jumps seven, maybe eight inches off the ground, and delivers a headbutt. Mm. And
0: that's and the point. Ted, or is, um... I was going to say about Maxi, That's my my mark there for when the the action speeds up a touch. That's well, the moment. It,
1: it slows down <laughs> a little bit after that because Ted R. C. falls like he's been shot mm. from this. It's like oh. Oh, dear.
0: <laughs> but after that, I mean, neither guy, and again, this is now I'm, I'm basically looking at Tony Atlas here with this, because in theory, Tony Atlas, he, he's been around the block a bit, hasn't he? He's wrestled in, mm-hmm. in different territories and he's been a wrestler for much longer than Ted RCD has. Surely Tony Atlas should kind of have a bit more of an idea, but what we get here with this headbutt, and then we have a, an exchange of slams, don't we? R C D gets slammed and Atlas gets slammed. That sounds like there's an exchange. That sounds like there's actually something happening. There's not. There's the headbutt, and then Atlas just stands there and looks at his opponent until he gets up, mm-hmm. and then our CD slams Atlas, and our CD walks around for a little bit, waiting for his opponent to get up, and then Atlas then slams our CD, who
1: and walks around hit. to wait for him to right. get up, Mate, and then after- well, look, just drop an elbow. Just just follow up. Just do something. I get that but they couldn't be asked. They really couldn't give a shit. And there's a reason why they couldn't give a shit which we'll get to at the end of the match. But uh after we get that uh brief technical wrestling clinic, shall we say, we we go to another wrestle, another lock up <laughs> we, which uh, Alpha starts to say, Oh, they're not moving that fast. And Monsoon goes, Both guys are walking around the ring like they're on death's door. And I think rigor mortis <laughs> will be setting in at any moment. Uh, I mean, you've got to watch this match for the comedy of, of Gorilla and Alphonse shitting on a match. It's absolutely brilliant.
0: You mentioned rigor mortis setting in and so on. There, I actually think that when you put the Katie Vick segment into the Hall of Lane in a, a couple of weeks back, Katie Vick was moving more than Tony Atlas and Ted Arcidi was in this match.
1: I mean, it's very, very possible. Um, and then we get to probably the most gifable, um, part of the match, the best clothesline you will ever see oh in life. the history of the world. Now, these two uh, these two guys struggle to even do um, uh, the Irish whip. They, 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 there is no chemistry between the two whatsoever. Um, but Ted RCD whips uh, uh, Tony Atlas into the ropes. Tony comes, uh, comes back to him as ho- hopefully uh, expecting the clothesline, only to be met with a very light brush against his, his chest. Tony takes it like a champ, falling down, and Gorilla Mod soon says, well, that clearly didn't hurt him, unless he hurt himself on this fall down to the mat. It's It was just <laughs> written. Absolutely. Oh, written. It's just fucking awful. I just... No, I'm it's not, not awful, because you know what comes next? Go the, on. Now Gorilla Monsoon has already set the set the table for this one. He re- regaled us with Tony's uh drop kicking prowess.
0: Don't try and so, defend this shit, mate. No.
1: <laughs> Tony does a drop kick in this match, and it is it's quality. It's absolutely quality. Both of his feet just about get off the ground, and he ends up essentially one foot in Ted in the floor and he he just levels Ted Arsena. It. It's the worst drop kick that you have ever, ever seen. Uh, just, just, it's grim. Absolutely grim. I, okay.
0: To be fair here, that, that's, I can't believe this is coming out of my life, but to be fair here, okay, I could not throw a drop kick. So the fact that what Tony Atlas does there. Whether it's a shit drop kick or not, I could not do that. You know, I got the I got the utmost respect. I mean, and I, again, I look at Ted R C D. he shouldn't be in a wrestling ring, but the guy looks incredible. You know, uh, I, I take my shirt off; I don't look like that. Do you know what I mean? So, credit where it's due with regards to that
1: aspect. But fuck me, don't let me watch it. We're, we're thankfully we're getting to the end now, okay. so we see Ted R C D trying uh trying a, a, a few kind of half lane moves. Yeah, what um, was that about in the corner? What were they doing? He was doing a second rope elbow to the top of the head. And
0: is that what Lord that was? Alf-
1: And Lord Alfred Hayes says he definitely doesn't belong there. I don't know what he's thinking. Uh,
0: he's not talking about the second rope. He's talking about the wrestling ring in general. He does not belong there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Just when you think the action is picking up and we're going to get to a a monumental finish, Arsida whips Tony Atlas into the ropes and we get a double bear hug. Both guys clamp their arms and just start squeezing on each other. And this is where the match gets good. So you cannot say that this part wasn't entertaining. So these guys are now stood in the middle of the ring, <laughs> hugging each other like they haven't seen each other for months and it, they, they're just so glad to see each other. They then start rolling around the ropes, get to the centre uh, of the of the, the ropes uh, near the fans. Ted throws himself over the ropes. He literally jumps over the ropes, taking uh, Tony Atlas with him. They then start doing pretty much the same thing uh, around the, the 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 barriers with the fans. And they're double bear-hugging each other when they end up going actually into the fans and, and kind of like the, the security guards are moving people out of the way so they don't get hurt. Apart from one solitary little kid, he oh, must have this been is 10 horrible. years old. And this is grim. There's a um maybe a 10-year-old kid who is in the second row, um, and Ted and and, and Tona are kind of like bear hugging, slash, wrestling each other to the floor, and the chair collapses onto this little kid, and you can see him He's screaming, screaming in pain about her, his, his sore like um, yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty bad. Mm. Uh, the security guards and the and the ref uh get him to kind of get more towards the ring. Um, And then we get, now this you have never seen before, a triple bear hug because the referee tries to get in and split the two up, but instead they go for the massive triple bear hug. Now, I believe the match is thrown out by now. Uh, Both have been counted out. Yeah,
0: Last last week on, on Chain Wrestling Live, you mentioned this match, and you said if it doesn't, even if it doesn't win the poll, you've got to uh, you've got to watch this. So I thought, okay, I'll put it on night because it was eleven o'clock at night, half eleven at night. I'm going to bed. I'll chuck a bit of wrestling on. So I put this on, and I was really saying to you, you're a dick. Why have you put this forward? Because people are going to vote for it to make us watch shit. Because that's what people do. Thank you, everyone. We love you, but you know. When I got to the end of the match, what was the WhatsApp message you received from me?
1: You you sent me a message saying, there isn't even an ending, you knob.
0: <laughs> There's not even a fucking finish, you knob.
1: <laughs> but, but there is a finish because they, uh, the ref calls the match out. Uh, they stand in the ring and look like they're uh, actually going to attack each other. And then they both shrug and they both shake hands. And that's the end of the match. Um, and like I said... Uh, Ted RCD was billed uh, at being from Boston and the crowd bury him, bury both guys. Um, so I said earlier oh, that there's a reason why these guys had this match. Um, one of the reasons is they're both absolutely terrible at wrestling, or it seems that they're both terrible at wrestling. But another is the fact that they weren't actually both long for the company. I think uh, Ted RCD had maybe one more match. Um before he was uh shipped off uh down to uh um uh, uh developmental uh training and then eventually let go. I think he was at Smoky Mountain for a little while, but he was oh no, um no, he was at Stampede and then went to world class and then eventually got out of the wrestling business. Uh but Tony oh, Can Atlas, you
0: imagine him in can you imagine him in Stampede? getting just stretched it out all over Stretched place. out by Stuart, Jesus uh, Christ. I, I, that I would watch. If you, if that's why you're linking this week, I'm voting for you. Just to see this guy get stretched all Can over. Can
1: you imagine Stuart putting him in, in let's like, say, a cattle mutilation, and then all his back spots just popping all at once?
0: What? No. Nope. Move <laughs> on. What?
1: Anyway, so uh, with uh, Tony Atlas, he again was uh, not long for the company. Uh, I think the month after maybe or uh, maybe a couple of months after he had a match with uh, Adrian Adonis, um, which he um, took the pin, then absolutely no uh, got up and walked out. And that was his last match for, for the WWF as well. So both of them wrestled like this essentially because they were on the way out uh, and also they were terrible.
0: Mm. I can't believe I'm going to do this but there's a couple of moments there that we've not covered. I need to go back and address.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: <sighs> I hate myself right now. Um, with regards to the double bear hug spot in the middle of the ring, Ted CD actually, when Tony Atlas is spending his time on the floor again, signals that he's going to apply the bear hug. Like he's he goes- Hulk Hogan cupping the ear, <laughs> going for the leg drop ted yeah. CDs like i'm gonna put my bear hug on and it's just and like come the on. fans could
1: not give a fuck the fans no. absolutely couldn't give a
0: shit they couldn't give a shit the end of the match the fans are booing the crap out of them no one gives two shits about this this is that bad when they get into the ring after the match because they're both very cross and fired up they take off their weightlifting belts that's the first time in this whole terrible situation where the crowd get into it, they're genuinely like, oh, okay. is not going to happen. And, yeah. the, the, and, then, and then they the shake hands. hands. It's yeah. like, oh, come on, lads.
1: Do you want another fun fact before we get to uh, giving this a, a rating? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Ted, Ted and Tony actually would, would do this match multiple times. This exact same match, um, when they were both working, uh, in Texas, uh, they did it four more times and it panned out exactly like this.
0: This exact same, like, same finish and everything,
1: pretty much the same. So, this match happened five times.
0: If you if that's where you're linking to next week, I quit the show.
1: I'm, I'm linking to all four of the the other matches.
0: What, and we're going to rank them in order of preference or something? I, I won't be here, mate. I just want beer. be here.
1: The lie has gone from Saar's ass, and it makes <laughs> me sad. I Look remember when the- Saar was a wrestling fan. This match has killed that for him. I'm not going to lie. I feel a bit ill thinking about them
0: doing this more. I genuinely do.
1: Not just <laughs> once or four more
0: times. People pay them, and, and world class as well. You know, at one stage, that company, there was genuine fanatical, crazy wrestling supporters in that arena. And they were doing this in front of those. Magsy, out of 10, what are you thinking?
1: Zero. It's a zero. It was horrific. These two should be ashamed that this was a match that they thought fans wanted to watch. Mm. For comical value ten, but for uh, judging it as a wrestling match, it's a fucking zero.
0: I, um, again, we're so you know in sync, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? We are a nineties boy band. We're in sync.
1: <laughs>
0: because again, I'm agreeing with you. It's a fucking zero from me too, and the fact that I've given it. A... The fact that I've given it a zero, I feel incredibly generous.
1: It's because... <laughs> <laughs> mad as stars.
0: <laughs> It's just oh, it's just these guys are stealing a living at this stage. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, su- isn't it? I suppose from that aspect, in a way, they've done this and it's terrible, but they've been paid. They've gone to world class. Now, don't get it wrong.
1: <laughs> Done it over and over and over again, and got paid Fritz,
0: for it, Fritz von Eric <laughs> uh, and, and world class wrestling. It, they were they weren't the best payers in the territory days. They were they were not um, uh, renowned for uh, uh, you know big you know big money coming towards certain guys who were not a von Eric and so on. But they still made money off this. Another four times, five times. So on that aspect. You know, fair play to him. Much respect, because mm-hmm. that that takes but some more. No, opacity.
1: no respect. No respect for pulling this bollocks off. Silly bookers for letting him do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough, mate, fair enough. Uh, shall we dive through the chat very quickly before we link anywhere? Because then when we do link, we tend to have to dive back in the chat because people are talking about our links, magsy So I think this could be a nice little way to finish the show and wash our minds of the awfulness we have just covered
1: well firstly rob says he watched it it w- it wasn't great but at least the tests of strength look more realistic than flips that don't get sold or that i'll hit you and you'll hit me spots so or at least right, it was okay.
0: wrestling no 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 <laughs> no no i would rather watch the young bucks do 47 backflips that make no sense than this dog shit I would rather watch two guys in New Japan trade forearms again that make no sense than this dog shit. I don't buy into that at all. I'm so sorry, but no, this is I I no. <laughs>
1: Connor says, I had trouble finding this match to watch it. Dear God, I wish I hadn't found it. Oh,
0: brilliant. Absolutely
1: brilliant.
0: <laughs> I um, feel guilty now because I tried to help him find it.
1: <laughs> Josh said he watched it and it was Battle of the Batner. And then we yeah. get a little bit of cross cross promotion. Says, uh, uh Sharon, how do I tag you? Technology sucks. Powell Palace and NXT crossover. So
0: we're we'll yeah, getting a little good. bit of
1: crossover there. Um see you in 2030 then just to end that scottish daddy rest hold the whole fucking match was that just one long rest hold mm. and you know it's going to be bad when tony atlas is the ring general absolutely That's good
0: winners again yeah I mean, with regards to that comments back and forth between Goodwin and my wife sharon said she's joining nxt and 4 when adam cole joins but for wrestling reasons only um yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, dan says as big and useless as tony atlas and ted were wearing this match they're not as clumsy as what harry Maguire just did oh he's he's probably just celebrated scoring an own goal again isn't
0: he <sighs> so i totally forgot england were playing and do you know what how shit this match was i would rather watching them play right now
1: jesus they were, <laughs> they were awful the other day. um rob says to be fair there aren't enough draws in wrestling so that's a plus no there is no plus to spin on this match rob is rob just all? trying to get a reaction out of me now is he, is he, he trying you? to get me yeah. fired up <laughs> we'll see ted soon uh on nxt pretty soon sir Ted Bacni, his Bacni was so bad. That was it so made, bad. It made Jinder Mahal look like he had smooth skin. At least when,
0: when Ted Arsini gets slammed, it's not going to pop anything because his back is arched the wrong way. So it's just literally neck and hips that hit the mat, isn't it? Because he's bent in the wrong direction. Can you
1: imagine if, if Tony Atlas went for a camel clutch and he just I, squeezed I all no. the back nope. spots? No, um, no, no. Stop. Rob saying making Sal watch more versions of this match is a bit like in Mortal Combat when it goes, finish him.
0: <laughs> I will. I will retire from wrestling podcasting. I would. The, like the council
1: and of Dans both with the same comment, not just a zero, a fucking zero, not just a zero, a fucking zero. Uh, more with the audacity to plug his own podcast here, cheap plug for ChocoVision that goes live on our podcast tomorrow, featuring. Nope, check it out. Jump on it. I mean, I am doing that's what I was doing. I was it was exactly I what I was saying. From... Sorry, mate. You did. Sorry. It features me and I get very angry about bubbly chocolate. So if you like tormenting me, you'll you'll enjoy this uh, uh. this episode. And yeah, uh, he says an Essex umpalumpa uh Fitch, he embarrassed himself. Let's just put it that way.
0: Well, and, you know, seeing you get angry about bubbly chocolate, I'm not being funny, gimmick's been done, mate. Do you know what I mean?
1: We're the original. I know, but these take it too far. Too okay. far. Um Dan Griffin says uh, that Harry Maguire gave the ball away and promptly uh kicked uh Masala um giving away a penalty. That's brilliant. Um I'll see his back there would be like mashed potato going through the masher.
0: Oh don't oh my god. That's grim. That is grim. That is grim. Okie dokie then. Now Mr. Mags, with very much bated breath and concern in my mind and trepidation in my voice, where do you want to take us next week?
1: Okay. So I spoke about how this match happens four more times. Well, I've found the links to those matches. So that's where we're going. Not really. I'm only joking. So Ted Ted R C D was billed uh, at being from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, now he wasn't from there. I think he was from like somewhere like in in. Oh no, he was actually from New York. So that got me thinking of who else. Uh, what other wrestlers are from Boston? And another, I found another wrestler who was billed from being from Boston, but they wasn't actually from Boston. Uh, a wrestler called Curtis Jonathan Hussey. He was actually born okay. in Portland in Maine, but he was billed as being from Washington. I mean, you may know him as, uh, uh, in NWA as Dirty Dango, or you may know him as uh, Johnny Curtis. Oh, okay. You, you'll probably know him more as Fandango.
0: okay oh, yeah. when you said Johnny Curtis I was like yeah okay
1: so um, I thought we'll 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 use that as the link uh, being built from Boston uh, and Fandango now there's a couple of ways you can go with uh, Fandango um, you could go with his time is uh, part of angle, the fashion police um, but I've got two options and I may throw this to the the chain uh, wrestling family to pick now the first option is his actual wrestling debut which was at WrestleMania 29 when he faced Chris Jericho which absolutely would be a, a, a fine pick but the one I seriously hope they go for actually breaks the, the rules of chair wrestling again which I know everybody likes he is one of the main stars <laughs> of a renegade wrestling promotion that that run shows uh in the late eighties. South regional wrestling. Oh yeah, that is
0: that's great content. So man.
1: if if my if my picks win, or if my pick wins, uh which would you rather see CWF? Throw it in the comments now. Would you rather see Fandango versus Jericho, or would you rather see me and Sar si talk some South regional wrestling?
0: Oh man, I'd love to watch Southport Regional Wrestling. That was so good. That was oh, uh, it's just comedy gold, isn't it? It's amazing.
1: Well, uh, Fandango, I think he plays Chet Chetterfield, one of the the announcers.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, so it's good. up
1: to you guys. You've got until the end of the show um, uh, to 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 let us know which one goes forward. Scottish Dan, South Southport Regional Wrestling. Rob Southport regional wrestling. I mean the consensus is there. Uh Southport, well, we watch watching Southport regional wrestling, guys.
0: So what are we gonna what are we gonna decide upon? Are we gonna watch because they're quite short, aren't they? T- like ten minutes, fifteen minutes or something like that. We're
1: gonna watch them all.
0: Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was gonna say. If they're that short, should we just review the whole thing if your section wins? Yeah, absolutely we should. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds All good.
1: Regional wrestling. I mean, we can. We, there'll be bits we can skirt over, but we can cover mm-hmm. the main overarching, like stories, because there's the, mm. the um, the one women wrestler that they get, and they don't. How do you hire one? What are we going to do with one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is very good. It is very good. Uh, my option on the poll, which after making me go through what i've gone through this week bearing in mind this weekend as well scottish danny and i recorded nitro nights and we watched uncensored 96 so for one of my podcasts i had to watch one of the worst pay-per-views i've ever seen and for my other podcasts i had to watch one of the worst matches i've ever seen that's so a, great a little bit week of love in. a little bit of love my way wouldn't go amiss okay that's all i'm saying uh I'm concerned that the CWF and wrestling fans in general look at the era of the mid-80s as just being slow, ploddy blokes doing shit. So I'm going to try and, you know... Expel that! I'm going to try and uh, find something for them to watch. Hang on a second. What's this? Dan Griffin. If Mags wins,
1: it's no. A certain... It's if Mags wins. If
0: as Mags if, wins.
1: as if, whatever you put forward is going to beat Southport Regional Wrestling.
0: Yeah, everyone's going to vote for that, aren't they? I might want well not bother. And I'm really happy <laughs> in my choice this week. Really, really happy one, with my option. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll cheerlead, Come One. Yeah, will you vote? Oh, for so, me what's your yet? choice? No. Yeah. I okay. Not. I absolutely okay. will not. Um, I would like to go to some mid 80s wrestling that was very very good and it's not wwe wwf it's not even nwa or anything like that i'm gonna take where tony atlas and actually ted rcd for a little bit wound up i'm gonna go as the link ted rcd tony atlas ended up in world class in texas i'm gonna look at world class and i'm gonna take what won the Wrestling Observer newsletter Feud of the Year in 1983 and 1984. And also the match of the year in 1984. And I would like to have a little look at the six-man tag, I suppose, is what you may refer to it as between the Fabulous Three Birds and the Bon Eric brothers.
1: This ain't no home sweet home, it's a home sweet misery We knew when we got here, they tried to put us away But when they see us walk down the street, they ran the other way Bad street, L-D-A Bad street in the whole U.S.A Bad street, Nazi
0: and I The you can't went to a better it's three versus three no rules absolute chaos Uh, it's it's bedlam it's one of the hottest crowds that you can imagine outside of cm punk in chicago i guess it's just an incredible sight, and this is where world class and the three birds and the von eric feud was was probably at its peak i mean they did it for a few more years with some great moments but this was a really important occasion and i thought with regards to that seeing as magsy likes to break the rules all the time We could potentially go down and have a little bit of a history lesson with regards to the Three Birds and the Von Eriks storyline and how well written that was involving Ric Flair, the NWA world title and all that sort of stuff. So that's my choice. We're going to go to 1984 and the Three Birds versus the Von Eriks. Three versus three. Anything goes. It's a bloodbath and it's great, but I don't think anyone gives a shit. So. (laughs)
1: so so tune in next week when we'll be discussing Lance Cadamaran before he gets his job in in, in Utica, New York
0: yeah yeah comment by UTT Rob in the chat there is absolutely brilliant he was actually in it
1: he's actually in Southpaw Regional Wrestling as well Mm.
0: well Southpaw Regional Wrestling is very heavily based upon some of the aspects of the territory days isn't it that's the whole point of it and that's what makes it so funny because it's mocking almost what I've put forward as the serious choice so
1: Except uh, no 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 wrestling whatsoever no nah, there we go there we go so
0: those are your choices for next week's chain wrestling live your poll options are a big i suppose uh, overview of syphpaw regional wrestling from the wwe network and the comedy gold that we have there or we have the three birds versus the von ericks uh, i believe it was independence day july 4th 1984 Three versus three, and I, and I'd look back at the Von Eric feud with the Three Birds, which made that territory. And you know, I, I hate you all. So,
1: <laughs> but you have to promise that you will put up the Three Birds and Von Eric's again on another poll because you've just you are just going up against like Brazil 1970 with South. This is
0: true. This is true. I think that with. Um, <laughs> with with the 84 match.
1: <laughs> we are mocking everything that star <laughs> loves with you know. absolutely
0: are, oh, honestly i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to bed and cry i'm gonna be i'm gonna be just led there in the in the fetal position just ball my own I,
1: I guarantee you are now that regretting saying yeah we'll do this holiday episode But you were thinking, no, I wish he'd have just took the week off. I could have got a guest in. We could have talked some really good (laughs) wrestling. But no, he's made me watch this bollocks, and now I have to watch some people taking the piss out of everything I love about wrestling.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is that. It feels almost like um, I'm I'm being bullied a bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm being victimized. I'm being picked on here.
1: No, not so whatsoever. I know you like watching Southpaw.
0: <laughs> oh Go. yeah, totally. I've I've watched it back before a long time ago, and I remember loving it. So if that does win, the, if that does win the, <laughs> yeah,
1: if, if the they made the
0: point? choice, <laughs> yeah, I might as well just name next week on Chain Wrestling. Life- <laughs>
1: Save everyone the bother of having to actually vote.
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. The poll will be up for everyone, potentially, just one option on it. On uh, after the audio version is released midweek, so make sure you retweet your vote away and so on. Uh, Magsy, interesting show, mate. Interesting show.
1: <laughs> it's been a belter. <laughs> this has been the best show ever. Every week, we get better and better. By watching, ironically, worse and worse wrestling.
0: Yeah, indeed, indeed. Do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online so you can
1: just blank them and ignore them? He doesn't even respond to you. Why would you vote for him? Because I picked the best picks. Anyway, follow me down here on Twitter, at PodfatherMags or on TikTok, at Mags All Pods, and vote Southpaw. Because this show is for sale! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear me uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SJP words and uh, well, most importantly you follow the network on Twitter and Facebook at SJP world media and that's where you'll get links to all the shows and search SJP world media on all your podcast platforms um, all the stuff we've got going on Nitro Nights, NXT Ryzen 4 all the sci-fi stuff of Doctor Who The Waiting Room coming back this Friday uh, loads of great content there modern day WWE from various different aspects as well so much to listen to uh, just just chuck us all a follow get involved let us know what you like let us know what you dislike and we'll cater the network to your tastes effectively but there will be no Babylon 5 podcast Rob I'm very sorry and you can follow this show on Facebook Instagram Twitter and that TikTok thingamy at chain underscore wrestling that's at chain underscore wrestling thank you so so much to everybody for joining us at this earlier time I mean, effectively, we'd still just be running through our intros now on most weeks, but, uh, but here we are a couple of hours earlier and everyone still joined us. It means so much, Magsy, doesn't it? When we change the yeah. day, change the time. It doesn't happen very often, but when we do, it, it's fantastic that everyone joins us.
1: Yeah, we we love the fact that you have taken this ridiculous show to to your hearts and, yeah, you are absolutely amazing. You make the show. It's as simple and clear as that. hmm
0: Yeah. Magsy, I'm off now, my friend, to continue writing my Dexter, Incest, and Doctor Who Three Willy porn.
1: Uh, I will speak to you next week, my friend. And I'm off back on my holly bobs. Goodbye, folks.